Driving that coach. 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 And welcome to another edition of Dropping That Culture with J.D. and A.J. I'm J.D. And I'm A.J. Mm. Uh, welcome back to another week here in 2020. Uh, well, the year's almost damn over, thank God. Yeah, but there's still plenty of time for shit to get crazy. There is plenty of time for <laughs> shit to get crazy. Like, we still got a couple more, what, like, like little over, a little under three months. Dude, I heard, I heard somebody the other day, I think it was around the time we started having earthquakes in L.A., and oh, oh they, were, they were saying, okay, whoever the hell is writing... For 2020, you're overwriting the shit out of this thing. There's too much going on. Back it off a little bit. And that was before RBG. I about to say, you turn it into <laughs> season eight of Game of Thrones. Dude, it's just, it's absolutely Jesus insane. Christ, so much shit. I'm, I'm just, just waiting for the aliens. That's that's about where I'm at right Actually, now. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. It's like, I forgot exactly where it was, but it's some city where people were actually recording a some sort of unidentified Dude, that was in Jersey and it was a blimp. Was it? <laughs> yeah, well, because the fun, the it, thing, it was flat though. The thing, the thing that got me though, because it had, it had, mm. you know, those, uh, those uh, like strobes they put on the edge mm-hmm. of planes and stuff, like mm-hmm. as a warning, to make sure you don't hit them. Yeah. So when everyone was saying, "Oh, it's a, it's a UFO, it's a UFO," yeah, yeah, my response was, "Well, it's kind of weird. It's got those little flashy lights on the side. So you're telling me that this UFO in whatever dimension or planetary system they're from, they have an FAA that requires the same shit." So our ima- our imagination, the, the, the kind of <laughs> The kind of flying saucers you would see in TV and movies are actually real, and they happen to come to fucking New Jersey. And they have FAA and, and they have strobe, strobe lights. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it, exactly the soundtrack of the damn uh, flying saucers. But hey, it's, anyway. it's crazy fucking year. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, we're actually on a bit of a timetable this week. Uh, we got other commitments, so we're gonna uh, skip through some of our. We gotta our, make money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to skip through some of our regular segments. So no Eddie, no Busey, no Roger this week. So we're gonna go. But they'll straight. be back next week. They will be back next week, uh, full force next week. Mm-hmm. Full force. I just like saying that. I like it. That was yeah. good. Yeah, and uh, so let's go ahead and get into dropping that news. Dropping that news. All right, so we have a couple, couple things. Yeah, a couple things actually. Uh, first thing I want to go ahead and talk about is. Uh, uh, apparently they re-released Hocus Pocus in theaters for limited release. Yeah, and it's kicking ass from what I hear. It is it's <laughs> leading the box office almost thirty, almost damn near thirty years after the original release. I would like to use this as an opportunity to uh, remind all of our friends in the studio positions mm-hmm. uh, of executives all around uh, LA and mm-hmm. frankly around the world. Original content would yeah. be better if yeah. we can re-release yeah. a movie from '93 and it kicks the shit out of your remake. Everything, everything. Come on, guys! Like yeah. a little originality. Uh, for those of you not aware of the movie Hocus Pocus, I don't know how the hell you wouldn't be aware of it in the last thirty damn years. It's like every girl I know's I favorite fucking like it's Halloween time. Let's watch Hocus Pocus. They all. It's either Hocus Pocus or Nightmare Before Christmas. Those are like the mainly girls. Well, and see, I can actually, yeah. I can actually go along with Nightmare Before Christmas. It's not a bad little musical. It's Tim Burton. It's dark. It's weird. It's a little, you know, kind of kitschy and shit. Like it's all right. Mm-hmm. I can't stand Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. But to your point, my sister growing up, that yeah. was her film. Yeah. My wife, one of her films. Mm-hmm. If if you are a woman between the ages of 
I'll actually probably include my, my mother and mm-hmm. a little beyond. Between 50 and 15, that's your jam. Dude, I love the... It's just the way it is. I love the Family Guy parody of uh, Nightmare on Christmas. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was like a... Spooky weirdness. It is like a musical. <laughs> weirdness, weirdness. Spooky, yeah. spooky weirdness. That's basically it. Yeah. And then it ends with uh, Jack Skellington or whatever his name coming to the camera. Fat goth girls get tattoos of me. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it was actually true. <laughs> like you see That's him, why it's funny. You see them all the time. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah, so congratulations to Hocus Pocus, you know, living in. Uh, also, in more realistic news, uh, this past week we had the first presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, which... Uh, un- <laughs> under any uncertain circumstances, is been, basically has been held as the worst uh, presidential well, debate think, of all time. I think the best way to sum it up was it was like watching two sixth graders yell at each other on the playground. Like that's yeah. about all it came out of. Is just yeah. you're stupid, you're a liar, you're stupid, you're a liar. Actually, the one consistent word it. I kept seeing on Twitter was a uh, shit show. Yeah, or dumpster dumpster fire. I've heard. Oh, yeah, because it was uh, yeah, it was uh, the dudes from CNN. They actually called it a dumpster fire within or something within or something like the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen well, in my life. But the, yeah, but there's a chick on that same show that said, "Yeah, it's a shit show." It's well, a shit show. The, the other thing that's hilarious about it is so like normally they always talk about debates or suddenly you know somebody's going to change their mind one way or the other. And usually, if you look at like the polling afterwards. Mm-hmm. Nobody changes their mind. It's usually split pretty even, 50-50, as far as people kind of think their candidate won. Yeah. This year, yes. there was there was one that I saw that came out. Yeah. A third of people thought Trump won. A third of people thought Biden won. And a third of people thought this was just absolutely retarded. <laughs> They're like, this yeah. was just a waste of time. What the what that, happened? That, You're like, this that, is just yeah, shit. That, that is the one consistent thing with most uh, pundits is that everybody thinks this is a waste of time. Because everybody was really talking about the undecided voter. Well, that's what they're saying. The undecided yeah. is just sick of everybody. Like, both of you shut up. Like, that's everybody. basically what it came down to. I love, I love everybody. I was like, I think America needs to be single for a little while. I don't, <laughs> think, we need a pre- I don't think we need a president right now. I think, I think we're basically getting to a point where we could just about walk into any stater bros and grab the nearest person to us and be like, you're president for four years and we'd probably get along a little better. Also, quoting Chris Rock, all you really need to be president is you have to be 35 years old, at least 35 years old. And you had to be born in the United States of America. So literally both of us could run for president if we wanted to. I don't want that job. I don't want that I'll job I'll take either. vice president. You don't have to do much. Just go to a bunch of dinners and shit and golf. I'll go say I'll go Secretary of State. He don't do shit. <laughs> Secretary of State might have to do something. But literally, like, you look, there's two kinds of vice presidents. There's the guys that, like, do a bunch of stuff. And mm-hmm. there's the guys that just, they, they literally screw off in golf. Yeah. Either, that's about yeah. it. Either way, it was a horrible debate. And, of yeah. course, um, it was parodied this past weekend by Saturday Night Live, which is kind of the forte with the political humor. And also, mm. note to SNL, AJ is kind of exacerbated about the whole thing, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, also, note to SNL, this is actually their first time they debut. I think it was like, this is the debut season 46 of SNL. Uh, they debuted back in Studio 8H. They actually had an audience. They actually had, you know, the cast there doing costumes and all the different stuff. And uh, and I saw some of the behind-the-scenes pictures. They had, like, a, when they would do table reads, everybody was, like, distance apart. Everybody had it on table and things of that nature. Apparently, Chris Rock kept saying they were uh, getting tested every day. Uh, so, and all the uh, pr- people that usually have, like, they had, like, a little role, like, right before the dude mm-hmm. did the monologue. All that was filled with uh, first responders. Hmm. So that was a very nice gesture. 
For sure. Yeah. But yeah, they returned to the studio and they also did the debate itself with, uh, uh, of course, Alec Baldwin returning as Donald Trump. He's been doing it for like the last, what, damn, damn near like uh, five, five, six years. I wonder like if he's secretly going to vote for Trump to make sure he keeps his gig. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and also debuting this past week, Jim Carrey as Joe Biden. <laughs> 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 it was something. Uh, but yeah, they did they did the whole debate thing, of course, with um, Alec Baldwin playing Trump constantly interrupting Joe Biden. It has I has I think it has some funny moments, particularly towards the end, because the rest most of it was kind of whatever. But like through, t- towards the end, uh, Trump is talking. Jim Carrey pulls out a remote and he's like. Oh, isn't that nice? Just to go a few minutes without hearing his goddamn mouth. <laughs> I like that part. And then he looks to the camera. He does the Joe Biden thing, looking to the camera or whatever. See, I believe in science. And I believe in karma. Now, if science and karma were to work together. And he keeps looking at Trump. He's like, no, no, look. I don't want it to happen. But just imagine if it did. Yeah, it's talking about the whole thing of, of course, we know President Trump has been uh, tested positive for COVID-19. And he, he even says that thing during the debate. He's like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a hoax, it's whatever. And I'm pretty sure those words are not coming back to bite me in less than a week. <laughs> I mean, yeah. my thing is, I felt like the whole thing was toothless. And, and I think that's, um, shit, who was, there's somebody I was reading... Hollywood Reporter, I think, put it that same way, so people don't accuse me of, of uh, plagiarizing. I, I just have to agree with that. I think that's the best way to describe it. Once again, I'm sitting here going, I don't know why Saturday Night Live is still there. Because, uh, first of all, how you, and I get it, it's hard. How the hell are you supposed to do something more absurd and comical than the actual debate we just watched? Uh, I don't know. But if you're going to make that the central premise of what you're doing, bringing this guy in, at least put some effort into it. And I don't feel like they did. I felt like they pulled their punches. I don't feel like, and again, you know, you know what a huge Jim Carrey fan I am overall. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was anywhere near his best. I felt like he was kind of phoning it in and playing around the edges of comedy after being, you know, on vacation for years. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things, you know, you hear Joe Rogan talk about all the time with standups, right? Like, these guys that go off to do their TV show and then they try to come back to it after four or five years and they've just lost it. They don't have the fire. They don't have – that's kind of how I felt with Jim Carrey on this one, which is disappointing because, I mean, dude, how many times have we just sat here and just geeked out about In Living Color, oh which God. he fucking owns, yes. right? Like he's right there, top tier, lead guy for, mm-hmm. for In Living Color. And I just – you know, it would be like – as much as we love like Michael Jordan, right, it would be mm-hmm. like – Throwing him into the finals right now, it's like it's just it's just going to be sad. You're going to be like, man, hmm. fading threes, and I mean, he still kicked my ass, but him against LeBron right now, like oh, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's kind of how it felt. It's like you should have just stayed retired, man. Well, I think it is like I think they're just going to start it, so we'll just we'll see. If uh, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll prove me wrong. I, I we always we talk about this. Longtime listeners will know. Talk about this all the time with SNL. Uh, I've been massively disappointed since a Debbie Downer sketch in 2006. Maybe 2005, right around that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Either way, and either, and yeah. I've tried. There's been a couple of times they've had a sketch here or there. Mm-hmm. You know, the Andy Samberg, today's going to be a great day. Yeah. A couple of things where I was like, oh, damn, okay, they knocked that one out. The Alien one was pretty pretty good, that recurring one. Totally. But yeah. aside from that, it's just a lot of disappointment for me. Mm. 
I mean, I, I just have to go to Key and Peele if I, I want to get some. Uh, you hate Debbie Downer. I love Debbie Downer. I think it's hilarious. But well, no. It, it, so, look, here's yeah. what I'll give you. Yeah. There, there, ha- there were Debbie Downer sketches that were funny. Yeah. What pissed me off was they were wasting my time. It wasn't funny. The entire damn cast was breaking. It was shitty writing. It was mm-hmm. lazy. And it was one of those things because, you know, me and we talk about this. This is why we do the work we do. Mm-hmm. I take comedy seriously. Yes, you do. And if you're not going to take comedy seriously, you're just wasting my time. And I hate people who waste my time. I get you on that. <laughs> you take, I take comedy seriously. I do. <laughs> All right, last thing before we actually get into the movie. Um, uh, one of the latest movies on Netflix, uh, Welcome to Sudden Death, starring Michael Jai White. Oh, yeah. Uh, has <laughs> it's actually one of Netflix's most watched movies right now. But uh, it's getting a lot of criticism because, in fact, it's essentially a remake of a... It, it's a ripoff of a Die Hard ripoff. So? It's a Die Hard ripoff. That's a ripoff of a Die Hard ripoff. Have you watched Michael J. White's movies? <laughs> like, I, I, I have. I, I've watched most of his movies, but yeah. We'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be very generous, and we'll say mm-hmm. that all of his movies are heavily influenced by other movies. It doesn't change the fact the freaking great. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this one is actually a ripoff of uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's Sudden Death. You can rip off Jean Claude. It's is, it's essentially the same movie. He's even wearing the same like uh, uniform as Jean Claude <laughs> in Sudden Death. The only differences are uh, uh, in Sudden Death. It's a hockey game. It's a Stanley Cup, whereas this one is a basketball game. Uh, and then also the motivation of the villains are different. Uh, and I think in Sudden Death is like well, actually, it's the same in both of them. Uh, they're both trying to grab money. Except, except they had a way better actor in Powers Booth and Sudden Death. <laughs> uh, they're both trying to grab money from uh, the government or whatever. In, in this case, it's actually Bitcoin money. I was like, mm. okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's the same thing. They kidnap, uh, they kidnap people and they hold them hostage in the fucking um, executive suite while the game is going on. Nobody knows. Nobody in the game knows what's going on. They're just watching the game and then all of a sudden it goes to sudden death and all that good shit. And, and of course, there's even the portion of the movie where both guys are going throughout the whole place just defusing bombs. So what movie do you want to remake? Shot for shot. Oh, God. <laughs> and we can call something slightly different starring oh you. Oh, my God, man. Uh, <laughs> remake shot for shot, Meteor Man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know that answer, Meteor Man. <laughs> I would love, yeah. I, would I was love hoping it. you're gonna say Kazam. No, <laughs> no. If I if I ever gonna go Shack route, if I'm gonna Shack route, I'll say Steel long before I say Kazam. No, Kazam, that's the one, dude. At least, you you, at least, own, at least Steel own. is based on a DC comic. You could own Kazam. <laughs> I'm not doing Kazam. <laughs> Giant black rapping genie. No, thank you. If there's money. Jesus Christ. If there's enough money, right? If, dude, if you got mm-hmm. called today, you'd be like, alright, I'm in. Rapping G, no. <laughs> rather do fucking Space Jam than fucking Rapping G. Dude, I love Space Jam. I love Space Jam, too. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was saying. I would rather do Space Jam than fucking... Yeah, but, but I mean, you're not an NBA player. <laughs> I know I'm not. <laughs> but but you there. could definitely do Kazam. <laughs> I'm posing right now. It's a Kazam. It's a Kazam post. Have you ever seen it? It's fucking ridiculous. Kazam or Mr. Nanny? Either one, I think you'd just kill. Oh my god, Mr. Nanny! <laughs> I ain't heard that name in years. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's best. Uh, actually, funny story. Um, uh, we should have mentioned in our uh, wrestling thing. That's one. That's around the time that him, uh, that Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth broke up. While Hogan was filming Mr. Nanny. All right. Yeah, because. <laughs> Elizabeth apparently went down to hang with Hogan and his wife while they were filming Mr. Nanny and she got caught up with some guy 
Macho Man find out came down there and just went to hell from there. <laughs> and that was the beginning of the end of Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. I just while remember filming Mr. Nanny. <laughs> I just always remember that scene when he's when he's lifting weights and the kid's got the magnet trying uh, to pull the weights down. Uh, and he turns it off and he throws the weight into yeah. the ceiling. <laughs> it's yeah. like three hundred pounds. It's like it's not gonna happen. Hulk even Hulk. even for Hulk Hogan, who is a beast of a man. Yes he is. Yeah. Even now, he's like fucking like what, damn seven years old. Yeah, still like still, still like six five, six six. HGH, exactly, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reportedly. Ain't no reportedly in the shit. <laughs> All right, so that was, uh, but yeah, like I said, go ahead and check. It. Yeah, it's it's a decent movie. It's, uh, Welcome to Sun Death is actually it's a decent movie. So get it, go check it out for if sure. you get a chance. I like I say, I love we love we love Michael J. White stuff. Like uh, I, I was watching a lot of his older movies too. Like uh, if you get a chance to watch the the Undisputed that he did, uh, Undisputed Two. With him and uh, Scott Atkins. That is a great fight movie. Like, just the fights in that movie are awesome. And then, of course, Black Dynamite. Yeah. And uh, he did one recently, Falcon Rising. It was kind of a uh, movie, but... Black Dynamite's his best. It is his best. With, oh, yeah, without argument. That and Blood and Bone. Blood and Bone was solid. Blood but, and Bone was solid, yeah. But it's a whole other world with Black Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Hands down, his best stuff. And then it led off to cartoons and things mm-hmm. of that nature, so... Yeah, and comic books actually, and, mm-hmm. uh, graphic novels. Yeah, I mean that was a great for him as a producer. Oh yes, that was one of his, one of his best for sure. Definitely. All right, folks, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this. Potato. Batman returns. A favorite. From both of us. Yeah, damn right, man. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get this queued up right now. We're going to give you some factoids as we watch this. We got the WB Shield up. Oh, my God. All right. Pushing play right right now. Just just a little bit so we don't get cold. Exactly. Sky's going dark. We got the fucking... Got the the snow going. And we get a nice wide shot of the cobble pot house. It's, so it's a nice little crane in. It's so gothic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's crazy is it yeah. looks like, yeah. I'm not 100%, but it looks yeah. like they're probably dealing with Yeah, we have Mr. Cobblepot played by Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Herman. With his beautiful, beautiful cigarette holder. Oh, yeah. Look, 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 look how big this place is. Excuse <laughs> like, me. This looks like something from like Hello Dolly or something. He goes well, in it's, there. it's yeah. a very like 1930s. Yeah. And he goes in there. It's, it's, yeah. like the deformed child, apparently, they're giving birth to. And actually, that lady that's with him, uh, Mrs. Cobblepot, mm-hmm. that's old girl from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Simone. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think the actress's name was Diane Salinger, I believe. This is where it's really fucked up. They yeah. put the kid in a cage. And then, he, and then he gets even more fucked up. He fucking eats the cat. Oh, <laughs> well, they're not feeding him. They just left him stuck in a cage. Yeah, he's just looking at his eating, <laughs> having a martini. He's like, yeah, this is what we created. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, as they are about to abandon this child in the <laughs> to the rivers of Gotham, we're going to talk about a little bit Next of the Next to a creepy amusement park. Yeah, man. As as one would normally see from this wonderful so, it, Tim Burton. And this is so awful. Yeah, this is uh, that's, that's, that's one thing I was really going to get into uh, in terms of this movie. This is more Tim Burton than, than the de- first one. Definitely more Tim Burton than the first. Well, one. even this right here, where they've got they've got what's essentially we're going to find out is Penguin mm-hmm. in a 
a black um, baby carriage passing the other person with a white baby carriage. Like, it's just... Yeah, it, it, it's it, contrast. Yeah. It's heavy, heavy he, he, he contrast. A little penguin baby. And they just chuck the baby into the river. That is so fucked up, man. They're just sitting there watching it go away to make sure it does go away. Yeah. And that would be a, have a little uh, Moses moment here with the penguin substituting. Oh, man. It's so gross. It's so dark. Into the, into the sewers it goes. <laughs> And <laughs> he's making those noises. Alright, now we're beginning the credits here. Warner now Brothers we're set the table. Oh yeah, man. Warner Brothers presents a Tim Burton film. This definitely a guy. This, t- well, this is one of the things Tim Tim Burton was fantastic at mm-hmm. in every film. He does yeah. a great job setting the table and using his opening credits yeah. to kind of create and, and spell out the world you're gonna be living in. Now, I remember the promotion for this movie and they and they had the uh, actual actors in oh not so much in order, but like the bat, the cat, and the penguin. They always, they, yeah. That was the that was the big promotional thing. I remember that vividly. And I remember. I also remember the TV special on CBS with Robert fucking Yurk. He hosted every. That's right. <laughs> he hosted every special. <laughs> I even remember the beginning of the shit. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like on the Warner Brothers lot with the Batmobile, and then the back scene was like, yeah, you know who he is. Ah, I'm Robert Yurk. <laughs> 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 He looks like he—he he looks like he always does have a leather jacket with his hands in his pocket, like like it's a fucking Bayer commercial. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh man! All right, so while they're doing the credits here, it was like I said, we're still on this little journey with Penguin's carriage, uh, going through all this disgusting shit. Of well, and to this point, all we—this is the thing too. To this point, we still haven't seen what's wrong with the penguin, or what mm-hmm. makes him supposedly so creepy or weird. We just know that they're treating him as a monster, and they yeah. threw him away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, uh, as far as the development goes, after the success of the first Batman in 89, so Warner Brothers wanted to do the sequel almost immediately uh, in uh, May 90 at Pinewood. Uh, they spent like uh, $250,000 like sewing the sets from the first one. Now, Tim Burton originally actually didn't want to do a sequel to this movie. He thought like, you know, if... if it's not one and done. Let me do my Tim Burton voice. If I would I would attend the sequel off of something new and exciting. <laughs> Otherwise, it's the most dumbfounded idea. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, he really this. I think yeah. is this his own. This is his only true sequel. He's done stuff that has yes, similar is. looks, but this is yeah. the only sequel I can think of I've ever yes, seen. This is, a, this is his only sequel. Yeah, and he actually, uh, after, which is really yeah. brilliant on his part. Yeah, and after Batman '89, he actually left and would do it with his hands, and then came back to this. Yeah. So. Uh, and then they brought on uh, Bob Kane as creative consultant. As you see here, Bob Kane yep. without the credit of Bill Finger, which he deserves. Yep. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, I think one of the early drafts of the movie was like uh, Catwoman and Penguin going after hidden treasure in Gotham. Now, neither um, Tim Burton or Michael Keaton actually had signed on to do uh, a sequel in advance. Uh, and. Tim Burton decided he would only come on board if the script met his like all of his demands. He wasn't like entirely happy with the original Batman, and also Keaton only agreed to do the movie if he got a serious spike in his salary. And uh, actually, we stop right here. We see the penguins discovering uh, the baby carriage. Why the hell penguins are in the goddamn sewers of Gotham? Well, and movie? just real quick on that on that opening shot there, that that mm-hmm. animated mat essentially mm-hmm. super nineteen thirties Art Deco version. You know, uh, you know, what's, you know, it's really Art Deco, and which I kind of like, honestly. All this, for everything sure. going on right now, this is a fucking set 
if I've ever Dude, seen. Dude, I one. mean, even even this right here, this yeah. this opening shot with these yeah. these. I don't know what they are. These two workers pulling these levers. Yeah. Those giant Art Deco sca- uh, sculptures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're here at the tree uh, lighting with the Ice Princess. Apparently, she was like, actually, somebody. I don't know who the fuck. I think she's like a model or some shit. A big model. I mean, she time. was for at least the day. For, at the time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> whoever the fuck she is. I mean, literally for this movie. <laughs> yeah. And we got our first little glimpse of the penguin with his penguin hands. Now, uh, as this is going on here, where he's like, oh, but you can't, oh, but you will, some shit like that. <laughs> and uh, we actually get our first shot of uh, Alfred uh, going Christmas shopping here. Uh, and even Alfred kind of notices, you know, the penguin a little bit. I, like I, I tell you, man, I'm see, oh, yeah, now we get a <laughs> penguin, man or myth, like a newspaper covering of uh, well, this. straight up newsies. <laughs> I mean, even down to the hat and the clothes he's wearing, I mean, mm-hmm. right out of the 1930s. Yeah. Now, as far as the script goes, uh, apparently Tim Burton was actually very impressed with uh, Daniel Wars, who did the you know, movie Heather's. Mm-hmm. He, he actually brought him on to like you know rework the script because he like actually initially brought him on for us to do a sequel for Beetlejuice, but then they uh, like you know I'm glad changed, they didn't. yeah because I love Beetlejuice. Me too. They changed shit around. So and also as you can see here, Warner Brothers granted Tim Burton a great deal of creative control. Not just a great deal of creative control, but a massive budget. Because, I mean, that's one of the things we talked about with Batman, the mm-hmm. original, right? Mm-hmm. It was Batman at the Monarch Theater. Mm-hmm. It was Batman in the Batcave. That was yeah. it. Everything happened there. Mm-hmm. So far, we've already yeah. seen two or three massive sets. Yeah. And now we get an introduction here of uh, Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. And also an introduction of Selena Kyle as his lowly secretary. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that he's sitting there wearing gloves indoors yeah. at his desk. That's, that's not yeah. creepy at all. And, and he just had this little uh, weird little diatribe here about his uh, quote-unquote power plant that he wants to build that would like suck all the energy of Gotham or some shit like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. they kind of come in and out of that plot point throughout this whole movie. And it's whatever. But, you know, like Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, hey, Christopher Walken. Just let Christopher Walken do Christopher Walken. Uh, now, um, also in terms of the film's producers, uh, John Peters and uh, Peter Goober actually joined this movie and uh, joined the franchise in this particular movie. I think they only stayed for this movie. Uh, hey, you know what? Yeah. Got paid and got out. Exactly. Uh, also, uh, they brought back uh, Sam Hamm, who I worked on the first one too. Uh, he didn't like he didn't like uh, Tim Burton didn't like Sam Hamm's script, so that's like that's why he commissioned uh, yes. D- Daniel Peter Daniel uh, Waters, excuse me, or Waters. Yeah, 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 Waters. Uh, and actually, uh, Daniel Waters is the one that came up with a, and this is what I'm quoting here, a social satire that had an evil mogul backing a bid uh, for the mayor's office by the Penguin. And uh, they just, the main reason he did that because he wanted to show that, you know, uh, the true heroes in our world don't necessarily wear costumes, the mm-hmm. true villains. Um, and actually, uh, the plot itself, like, a lot of people didn't point this out. I, I caught it as soon as this movie came out. Uh, this is very similar to an actual episode of Batman 66. Mm-hmm. Well, two episodes, really. Uh, His Honor of the Penguin and Dishonor of the Penguin, where the Penguin runs for mayor against Batman. And it's a damn crazy episode. Oh, two episodes if you get, get the It's crazy to enough that Batman's running for mayor. Let alone running against Penguin. Only you can do it, Batman. I love the speech of the mayor and Commissioner Gordon and Robin, like, urging Batman to fucking run for mayor. I don't think you yeah. could actually do it. I think you'd have to put your real name on the ballot legally yeah. to get sworn yeah. in. I, the Batman, yeah. <laughs> solemnly swear defend the Constitution. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we see uh, Max Shrek here, his son. 
uh, Chip Shrek. You know, it doesn't look like a chip. Yeah. And uh, the mayor. Who they did a good job giving him creepy hair. Yeah. Trying to make him a little closer. The, to uh, the dude that plays Chip Shrek, like, um, I'm only seeing him in a couple things. Like, giant dude, too. Uh, I remember he was like a virtual, he was like a virtual reality villain yeah. on uh, Batman, uh, excuse me, on uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. He also was in that football movie, The Program. I love this giant yeah. Mike Flag WXRX. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, with that 1930s thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I love how Max Shrek keeps you know, pumping his fist, like, you know, something like he a real man of the people and whatnot. Well, I mean, it's all a game. Exactly. He's, yeah. And of course, uh, he's looking for a script that the, his poor secretary forgot to put. Oh, look! Actually, if you look at the look at those pictures mm-hmm. of the celebrities, who one of them is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who ironically will play a villain two movies later. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Uh, well, in this in this world, he uh, he knew him as a scientist. He helped fund him. Yeah. Uh, also, the first draft of the strip, while uh, uh, Mr. Max Shrek is doing his little speech here. Uh, the first draft of the script is actually a direct sequel to uh, Batman 89, and they actually had like subplots and continuity with that first movie, uh, including gift shops were apparently supposed to be selling fragments of the Batwing that crashed in front of the church. You're going to see a lot of past revelations about the now-dead Jack Napier, and also it's supposed to end with uh, Bruce Wayne proposing to Vicki Vale at the end of the movie. You know the other thing's kind of creepy, too, about... Mm-hmm. Some of the angles they've had here, just with the background, as I was watching, it, it has a metropolis feel to it. Yes, it does. Look at this giant fucking prison. Like, oh, yeah. Here's here's what the good the good creepiness. We're about to get a really great introduction to the penguin. And the, oh yeah, his gang, the Red Triangle Circus, uh, which is no was an invention of Tim Burton and all these people here. Never in the comic books. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Oh, this is so cool. All these damn circus performers busting out of different... Well, this different. was the introduction to Cirque du Soleil. Pretty much, yeah. A very dark Cirque du Soleil. They should do it. Yeah. I'd watch it. With giant skull heads and poor Selena comes in with all this mayhem and shit happening. Like She's just standing there like <laughs> just jumping on people now not knowing what the fuck to do. Those are great skull helmets those, I know. those bikers are wearing. All the clowns and you got the uh, uh, Vincent, I think, it's like, I think that his name is Vincent uh, Chenovelli or some shit like that. But he's like, he was the uh, the ghost guide in Ghost. Yeah. But, yeah. He's, a, he's a great character actor. Super yeah. creepy. And he was, he was Dr. Gupta. Yeah. And uh, the world never, uh, the world is not enough. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> like, hit the signal now. I love this scene here. But it also shows how fucking lonely Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. All, like, he has nothing Just to do. He's sitting there in the dark all by himself. And then the back signal shows up. Oh, shit. I like this shit with the, uh, they tri- triangulate the back signal right to where he is. Stands up. Great shot with the back signal. It's like, finally, something although, to fucking do. Although... If he were to ever have anyone over. Yeah, like, <laughs> Hey, what's the deal with all these weird mirrors you got there? I don't know, it's something my dad made before Wait, is he that got the bad signal? Nah. Why are you the bad signal on your shit? Nah. Not a bad signal. Is this something you want to tell me? <laughs> and then now the um, tri- Red Triangle Circus is talking about, like, we want Max Shrek. Bring a Shrek. <laughs> actually some things from the original script yeah Batman's on the way some mm-hmm. things from the original script actually did make it into this movie 
particularly the Batman, the Catwoman Penguin Alliance, uh, them framing Batman, and um, the ba- the escape. What up? Oh yeah, the the whole uh, escape with the boat and shit. That's in there. That's, oh, what, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's really about it. Uh, and oh, God, the Batmobile is so damn cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then apparently the uh, first trailer of this was like released released with Wayne's World. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you go see Wayne's yeah, World. You get, the, going on. you get the trailer for fucking Batman. Returns. This is already darker than the last one. Yeah. I mean, they got Man yeah. on Fire running around out there. Yeah. And, it, the and you'll see very quickly how much better this suit is than the first one. Yeah. Like, you, you see it already. Like, cause like it's. It's not as clunky. It's like more angular, like more defined as opposed to the first one. It's pretty rough. Uh, it, it keeps the overall look, and also like the uh, the abdomen is different. Like yeah. it's like flat as opposed to the first one. It look like trying to round. They try to look like muscles and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, of course, Batman comes in. You know, does more damage than good. <laughs> <laughs> he got these clowns on the fucking Batmobile, just like yeah. Hey. Yeah, Batman's still on his killing spree. You know what, though? I mean, they started it. Yeah, they did start it, but still. Like, yeah, so, yeah, both of these guys are like, oh, yeah, this shit here with the devil guy. Oh, yeah, and the, <laughs> the bat thing that turns around, he <laughs> blows the fucking guy on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can tell me Batman did not kill this guy. This guy's dead. He's uh, Batman left no, him on fire. No, he's just, you know, in intensive care in the burn ward for the oh, next yeah. six to 12 months. You can spin that shit however you want. That motherfucker's <laughs> dead. <laughs> like, yeah, Looming shot here, and yeah, this is the trailer moment right here with the clown takes Selena. And like I said, he comes out. You look, you can see how much better the suit looks, man. Yeah, he just comes in with some dude's ass real quick. Like, just with one dude's ass. Don't don't start none of the other ones. Well, I mean, he's he, yeah, he's in the Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah, I like this here. <laughs> you missed, pulls it, boom. You know, I don't know how the hell he could have did that. But yeah, no, breaking concrete specifically yeah. that way. Yeah. And this little weird-ass moment with him, with uh, Selena Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Batman. Oh, oh should I, Oh, should I say Batman? <laughs> yeah, the super And he just walks away all awkward. Yeah. Apparently, what they would do is they would put, like, some kind of oil on the suit to give it that shine mm. or whatever. So, it was, yeah. It also helped with like the rubber or whatever, but yeah, it, it looked cool though. And uh, Selena's still talking to herself for some fucking reason because she's neurotic, and that's what they're trying to indicate. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, they hired uh, Wesley Strick in terms of the scripts. We'll talk about that again. Uh, when he uh, apparently, uh, one of the big problems with the original script was they had a lack of a master plan for the penguin. And at one point, Wesley Strick actually suggested uh, the freezing of Gotham City. <laughs> Which they would do two yep. movies later. I love Commissioner Gordon here. And thank you, Batman, for helping us, Batman. He didn't do shit. He died out one dude, lit another dude he, on fire. He killed like three guys and everybody got scared. And he, he, he lit one, like, he, he hit one dude, he uh, hit another dude with the fucking uh, blocks and lit a dude on Oh, oh, oh those two dudes, he threw, he threw them into like a storefront. I, I think Batman. But he like five people of like the dozens of the Red Triangle Circle, all of a sudden they disappeared. I like this shot. Oh, yeah, because they got scared. It was somebody fighting back. Yeah, trap door. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and this great shot of this goddamn zoo. The abandoned zoo. Yeah, and it looks so fucking cool. That would be my question. Why the fuck is this zoo closed? I think the way this is set up to... It looks dope. I'm not dope. 100%, but I, I think this was scale model. Look at that giant crab. 
Dude, this is pretty killer. It looks dope. Like, why the fuck did y'all close it down? This is definitely set up as a uh, a Tim Burton. A little Rover Duckies. <laughs> this is super Tim, Tim Burton. This is Tim Burton world right here. Oh, Arctic world. Well, yeah. so when he was a when he was a uh, Ooh, you know what an just animator remember? at Disney, he'd yeah. lock himself in a dark closet. You know and what, just sit there and think about. You know what it just shirt. reminded me of this whole that whole shot right there. With this, what uh, reminded me of fucking um the beginning of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh yeah, dun, 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 yeah, dun, the, move, the camera move, <laughs> the camera move, Look, just like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, and here we go, Danny. Yeah, the Vito is the goddamn penguin. Ugh. I believe the word you're looking for is. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird little dude, man. Well, and so what? This is one of those times where like mm-hmm. Tim Burton manages to kind of pull in a little bit of reality mm-hmm. into this weird crazy fever dream that yeah. he's created yeah but essentially you know some people may or may not know you can always look this up online but he's a danny devito is supposed to be a thalidomide baby yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so there was a what was it, it was a morning sickness drug in the 50s or something called thalidomide yeah and whatever reason this one specific version of it would mm. cause these horrible birth defects it would include fusing fingers together and everything to end up with those flipper looking things yeah. that danny devito's character has yeah yeah <laughs> just, I'm, I'm sorry. Just looking all at the it. all the rest of it is just over the top. Yeah. It's not necessarily just, just looking at just looking at Danny DeVito as a penguin is such a creepy fucking character. Great man. casting, God man. Uh, but uh, I mean, who? who yeah. I mean, I know what they're talking about, but seriously, who would you get that would do better than him today? No, well, uh, there's one person that actually they brought it up on the podcast. I thought it would have been great. He's no longer with us. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's what I'm saying. There's nobody character. left. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, well, I mean, he was he was great in, um, was it Mission Impossible 5? 3. Yeah. Was it 3? Yeah, I thought three. it was later than that. No, it was well, whatever. It, it, he was great. Oh, uh, uh, he was talking about the, uh, your girlfriend, your old girlfriend, or daughter. <laughs> I'm going to find her. I'm going to find her. I'm going to her. I'm taking that from uh, Kevin Smith's podcast because he did the same shit to talk about Phil Seymour Hoffman. And that's actually a good idea. Like, uh, uh, the only person I can think of, I don't think he's a great actor, but he has a look. Josh Gad probably be, uh, probably be a probably decent penguin, hopefully. Um, now, as far as the whole get down with the... Uh, Damn, Tom Cruise, he's short enough. No. <laughs> Just do some body makeup. Nah. He did great as Lex Grossman. I don't give a damn. Actually, the Penguin is going to be in that new Batman movie coming I know. Out, and it's uh, Colin Farrell. I know. <laughs> you don't seem too enthusiastic about that. You I'm still not enthusiastic about Pattinson. Okay. I'll I, I, I give you that. I, I mean, we'll see. I thought, I thought the trailer for the I Batman was looked good. I thought it looked all right. Look, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then I'm either going to praise it and mm-hmm. talk about how happy I am or yeah. I'm going to talk so much shit. Yeah. Now, prior to this movie, Bob Kane actually went on the talk show and talked about who he thought his choices for Catwoman and uh, Robin would be. His choices were Cher. No. And Michael J. Fox as Robin. Mm, yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely not Cher. Yeah. Now, uh, we talked about Keaton coming back for a significant... Uh, pay raise here like he actually his salary got raised up to at that point an unprecedented 11 million dollars for you doing this what? movie sorry I just remember that the yeah. one dude the one we were talking about the monkey yeah was he in um the devil's rejects or house of a thousand corpses he looks like he's been in a rob zombie movie 
Maybe I'm not I feel sure. like I've seen him in a Rob Zombie movie where he's, or at least maybe a music video for him. Yeah, he. Uh, I know he's passed away. He, he's always he's got a super creepy look to him. Yeah, he's in a bunch of shit. He was it's on. Great. He was on Moonlighting for a little bit. Oh yeah, that's right. With Bruce Willis, yeah. And like now we're seeing uh, the Penguin threatening uh, Matt Shrek to you know all these different things like uh, t- toxic waste and like uh, files. We're like, talking about the talking about the trash and how all this yeah. requires a little bit of patience yeah. with the yeah. shredder. You flush it, I flaunt it. That kind yeah. of get down. One, one thing that I gotta say is great about Danny DeVito and the way he plays this character, which yeah. I don't, I will be surprised if you hear this from Colin Farrell or anyone else for that matter. Mm-hmm. This this disgusting way he goes with the spittle and all the rest of it, yeah. it just makes him this super creepy. He's holding a human hand now. Oh yeah, from his his business partner. By the way, Hans has Fred, your old partner. Hi, Max. I'm Fred's hand. You want to see any other body parts? <laughs> and you see, like you can see, he doesn't get he doesn't get very many visits because he's just all up in Christopher Walken's personal space. <laughs> Look, guys, <laughs> shut up, man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking with Fred's hand. Releasing Fred's hand. Now, since we're talking about Christopher Walken, this is actually a second uh, in terms of uh, something with Christopher Walken. Uh, David Bowie was the first choice for Max Shrek before <laughs> before Christopher Walken was I cast. I mean, I actually could have yeah. seen that. I, I can see that. And this is the second time that this has happened where uh, a David Boy want people wanted David Boy for a role and Christopher Walken got it. The first time, Max Zorn in A View to a Kill, the James Bond yeah. movie. And uh, apparently, uh, D- Bowie turned this down in order to do uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah. He's, he's got a weird selection that he gets into. Yeah. And also, uh, Tim Burton was really uncomfortable casting uh, Christopher Walken. And when they asked why, and this is, I'm doing my Tim Burton voice, because that man scares the hell out of us. <laughs> That's great. Anybody who can scare Tim Burton. I was just about to say that. Do you know how fucking creepy you have to be okay. to creep out Tim Speaking Burton? Speaking of creepy, this neon thing she's got on the wall. Oh, hello there. That looks fucking creepy. That's straight out of Tim Burton's brain. And it's actually a pretty nice apartment for a... Uh, Administrative, administrative assistant salary. Yeah. yeah. And actually, there's a... Uh, I think the, the, the dude here is Tim Burton. Oh, that's who that's yeah, who's yeah, calling? Some, that some, yeah. yeah, we're in Selena Kyle's apartment. Some guys like... Uh, like, Leaving uh, a voicemail. Yeah, we, uh, break our, I'm breaking our date or whatever. But the guy is Tim Burton. Uh, and she has too many goddamn stuffed animals. No, that's about right for a girl. No. Yeah. For a girl, this is a woman. It's about right for a single woman who's an administrative assistant who lets people push her around. It's very telling. Yeah. And it, also, it, yeah. it, it makes her it makes her younger and it, and more mature. Yeah, and also um, going back to Matt Shrek, uh, all of uh, Matt Shrek's lines here were actually intended for Harvey Dent, mm. and more specifically, Billy D. Williams reprising his role as Harvey Dent. So they just changed it up for some goddamn. Because well, they didn't have Two Face in this one. Yeah, and also in terms of the cast and for some of the other different characters, Robin was actually supposed to appear in this movie, but uh, it, he basically got uh, deleted because of the fact that Daniel Waters felt there's already too many characters, and also he said specifically of Robin, Robin is the most worthless character in the world. 
especially with Batman as the loner of loners. So in the movie, in this movie, uh, Robin would have, if they did, Robin would have turned out to be like a juvenile gang leader who becomes an ally of Batman. Uh, and also they changed it to a black teenage uh, garage mechanic. And uh, apparently he would have been wearing an old-fashioned uh, mechanic uniform that happened to have a Robin R on it. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, he would drive the Batmobile and then uh, things of that nature. And then, of course, he would get his own costume. And they actually did cast somebody for this. You know who they cast? Mm-mm. Marlon Wayans. That actually wouldn't have been bad casting. They cast Marlon Wayans as uh, Robin. And he actually signed on for a sequel, too, had he uh, got it. Uh, he did a wardrobe. He did a wardrobe fitting and all this different stuff. So yeah, they were ready to do it, but uh, they decided to change it and left Robin out. Uh, at the time, it was actually a point of controversy because of the fact they showed Robin as an African American, and they were also uh, kind of wary of Marlon Wayans doing it because of the fact he's known exclusively as a comedic actor, especially at that point. Yeah, but he could have carried it. I think yeah, and then they thought the movie would have veered off into campy territory if they cast. Marlon Wayans is Robin. It's campy by itself, goddammit. Well, what I was going to say, too, is just Mm -hmm. in general, because, again, we we talk about this all the time. This is is my get down. This is what I Mm -hmm. love is is Batman. I've never been a huge fan of Robin. Yeah. I've never felt he brought that much to the table, Mm -hmm. other than strictly liability. Yeah. Because, like, even, because, again, I, I get most of where I started from was the 66 Batman, the show. Yeah. Dude. Every fucking time with Robin. He was always screwing something up, and Batman had to go and save his ass. Yeah, there's... Even now with some of the comics, I'm not going to get too much into some of the spoilers, but, like, Mm -hmm. I've been reading a little bit here and there online. Mm -hmm. Was it the Three Jokers? That one that's out right now? Yes, yes. Robin is a fucking liability. Yeah, exactly. My thing with uh, Robin is... I agree with you on that. Like, in terms of most interpretations, he's, like, useless as fuck. But uh, when they first debuted, he doubled fucking sales. For, yeah. for Batman. Well, the reason is because even yeah. though he's a liability, it's that ability for the kid to identify yeah, with. So the reader gets to identify with, oh, now I'm hanging out with Batman. Exactly. So they're living vicariously through oh, that yeah, character. This is so creepy here. With, uh, now we're at the scene. Well, it's Christopher Walken. Christopher of course Walken it's and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, and, uh, Man, they make her look rough with that lighting right there. Yeah, but she's, she's, still, she's still pretty out. Uh, but, but, boom! <laughs> Right through the window. And how the hell she survived this? Oh, these awnings broke a fall, and therefore how, that's how she survived? Yeah. Slowed her down enough. And this also, this is like the worst of the Catwoman origins, and this is even worse than the Halle Berry Catwoman. They easily, you know what? I never even I, saw that. At least they gave that some context. This shit is, makes no fucking sense. So well, she was into cats, and she's, she's crazy. De- she's dead, and now she's in the alley, and now she's going to be covered in cats. <laughs> And just cats just coming out of the world. Now, I guess the cats are going to give her power uh, by biting her fingers and licking on her and all this other shit. And like, just all these damn cats. Well, here's what you can go with. This is where I'll get to it. Yeah. So she obviously hit her head, so she's got TBI. Yeah. And when she woke up with these cats, given her brain injury, yeah. she decided that now, hey, I'm a cat. I'm a cat. And yeah, she's psychotic. Yeah, this is all over her, bro. Like, Jesus. Apparently, what happened was... They you covered her in catnip? No, they put her in... Uh, she had, like, tuna in her jacket. So, that's what it was. That's what it got. Yeah, they, they put, tuna, they put like, tuna in her jacket. And that's yeah, that's that's what had all the cats all up on her and shit. And, uh, it's so cool, though. And eyes pop open. Eye, Boom. Eyes pop open. Now, we got a whole new person here. Now, as far as Catwoman goes, the first person actually cast for Catwoman was Annette Benning. Hmm. 
uh, because Tim Burton saw her in that movie The Grifters and he yeah. really liked her performance but she had to drop out because she was pregnant yeah Michelle uh, Pfeiffer was great casting for this uh, some of the other people can, uh, considered for Catwoman Raquel Welsh Jennifer Jason Lee, mm. Madonna Ellen Barkin Cher uh, Bridget Fonda Lorraine Bronco Jennifer Beals and Susan Sarandon I think I think Jennifer Beals could have carried it yeah uh, but otherwise, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. That's it. Yeah, you know, look, and you see Michelle Pfeiffer here, just like going nuts, drinking out his milk, and ugh, so weird. Like I said, TBI. Look at her walking around. I like when she came in the apartment, like, "Honey, I'm home." Oh, yeah. that's right, I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, dude. Straight up TBI. And plus, I love the score here, the Danny Elfman score, when like she just really like lets out what she's about to do in just a second here, mm-hmm. and she's listening to like somewhat like infomercial on a goddamn answering machine about like uh, some perfume about you know you wear this perfume and men will love you they keep they keep yeah you. one of those telemarketers yeah. and she just loses her shit ah, da, da. yeah. Now, this, now she's getting rid of this stuff. Stuff She's basically yeah, destroying yeah. all the aspects of her life that she knows at that point. Yeah. And just going TBI, nuts. TBI, man. I'm telling you. God, man. Uh, also, uh, Gina Davis was also offered this movie. Uh, and she turned really? it down. She Actually, she turned it down for a good reason. She turned it down to star in uh, League of Their Own. That might have been interesting. That could have potentially worked. Yeah, Gina Davis. And also people were considered, uh, Brooke Shields was considered... But Tim Burton turned her down because he felt she wasn't a bankable star anymore. Um, also, Meryl Streep was considered, but Tim Burton turned her down because he felt she was too old. Um, another person that was offered Dude, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just realized, I don't know why it took me this long to say it. Yeah. This is another Christmas movie. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Here we are like 25, 30 minutes into it. Holy shit. Yeah. The first two Batmans yeah, are like Christmas the, movies, all right? The, all the Christmas trees and the presents and all this shit. Dude, it's yeah. a Christmas movie again. Christmas, we got another Christmas movie. Another creepy Christmas movie. We just keep finding Christmas movies. <laughs> and she's just destroying this dollhouse. And she got rid of the uh, uh, hello there. So she took hell, out two letters. Hell so, here. Now it's hell here, yeah. <laughs> now I feel like I'm doing some aggressive sewing. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Was really I have to aggressively sew. sew. And I'm like, going to aggressively sew this plastic jacket. It's not plastic. Into a onesie. It's not plastic. It's pleather. It looks pretty plastic. It looks pleather. Well, you might have more experience either way, it's cheap, Either way, it's cheap as shit. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, uh, Susan Sarandon, also, like we t- mentioned earlier, she showed great interest in wanting to do Catwoman, but she actually turned it down to do Lorenzo's Oil Ironically, I'm glad they didn't have yeah, a season in this. Yeah, ironically, the role she turned it down for Michelle Pfeiffer vacated to do this movie, so they switched roles. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and uh, freaking uh, the most infamous one, <laughs> Sean Young. <laughs> we mentioned this a little bit in the uh, Batman '89 podcast. But Sean Young, actor Sean Young, was originally cast as Vicky Vale in the first Batman, and she got hurt riding a mm-hmm. horse. And, of course, that would have been like a career-defining role for her had she did it. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, well as we're first talking about look, the... Yeah. Catwoman in with, the cat suit. With the hell here behind her. Uh, uh, 
I don't know about you, Kitty, but I feel so much younger. <laughs> I do have to say, yeah. as far as when you, when you look at production design yeah. and everything coming together, it, yeah. it is a hell of a great visual. The color, the the light little glow from the from the pink, yes, mixed in with all those blues and everything, it, it's a visually stunning, stunning yeah. frame. And she did look good back then. Man. She really did. She still looks. Well, good and now. what's nice too yeah. is he he didn't go in for the close up. He kept it wide, so you got a sense. But he's still saving the reveal. Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't see it quite full on just yet. Um, but that's, like, a, that's a mistake I think a lot of filmmakers make, where they they jump right into those close ups and they don't they don't make you wait yeah. for the payoff. And like going back to the Sean Young thing, so what happened was, like I said, like uh, Batman became such a huge hit and of course launched Kim Basinger in the superstar. Basinger? Yeah, Basinger. Uh, they, 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 no, they, no, they've actually uh, had this discussion on TV. It's basically that's <laughs> but uh, Cirque du Soleil stole a baby. Oh uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> now we have the Max Rex plot to uh, ingratiate the penguin to the populace of Gotham by him saving the mayor's baby mm-hmm. from a mysterious like acrobat. <laughs> And, oh yeah, and now the first, the first, the, fir- the, the first of many shots of the giant rubber ducky. We're gonna see that quite a so bit. Creepy. We're gonna see that quite a bit in this movie. I'm it's like, so weird the stuff that. Yeah, yeah. See, you see, you see one of the first capabilities of the rubber ducky is it, like apparently like it's elevator. A scissor lift. It's like an elevator. Yeah, well, it's a scissor lift. Yeah, and I love this shot here. Like, it makes no sense, but like, yeah, the penguin just comes from. The <laughs> from the apparently, the rubber ducky's head was able to bend down to allow him to just ride all the way. And I hate this look for the penguin dude with the fucking fur with the fur lined jacket and the fucking wearing like goddamn underwear essentially. With no, a tie. I, I love it. It's creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy and so gross. He looks like man he looks like a uh, fucking Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Look at him. Yeah, look like in the nineties, you know, Mick Foley had a damn uh what dirty ass shirt to tie and trying to be corporate with your sweatpants and shit and mask. See, this is great right here. How how Batman shows off how rich he is by having yeah. what was the the big screen TV of the oh day. Oh my god, that's the big screen. The big screen standard def with the with the uh, rich, with the tube uh, in the back. Yeah, or or maybe it's a projector. It might be a real projector. Uh, in the hood, we refer to that. We refer to that TV as having a fat ass because it has the fucking back back yeah. tube now. Yeah, that TV got a that TV got a real fat ass. This is one of those ones that I, I hope younger listeners are watching so they can understand just how far we've come. Yeah, and it's pen- smaller than most yeah. TVs people have in terms of the screen size, yeah. but it was literally a damn piece of furniture in your house. Uh, and, you know, look at the penguin, you know, being sympathetic. Like I'm just a different guy, you know. Covering his face. Please don't flash. And be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, uh, distracted. I've been by in the sewer for many years. Yeah, and just Batman just watching with giant <laughs> and, and Alfred trimming the giant tree. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and this year here, like, uh, yeah, his uh, parents. Uh, hope he finds them. So he sounds sympathetic initially yeah. at first, and like, is you see Max Shred, but yeah, now he sees Max Shred, and now he becomes suspicious. Like, hmm. Well, oh, if he's okay. with him, that's oh, kind of yeah. creepy. That's some that's some uh, janky shit. So we got the penguin here at the Hollow Records. But getting back to the goddamn Sean Young, man, you keep distracting me. <laughs> so actress Sean Young um, was desperate, and I, I'm really really emphasizing the word desperate to get the role of Catwoman to the point where she actually showed up at Warner Brothers <laughs> in a makeshift Catwoman outfit 
and tried to do an audition for Tim Burton. And that just creeped her out so much that they had to escort her off uh, off the yeah, uh, set. Off they the were all stage. super creeped uh, And that, that scene has been parodied several times, particularly on, t- on Tiny Toons. Mm-hmm. They did it when they did the whole back. Uh, Bat Duck episode. They had Sean Young. <laughs> please pick me, please pick me. And actually, I think she showed up on like the Joan Rivers show or one of these talk shows or whatever, dressed as Catwoman. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> God damn. And yeah, it it, it, just, it reeked of desperation and it was sad. But yeah, they didn't get it to her. Now we see we actually see Batman for, in the Batcave for the first time in this movie. And he's like doing research now. Uh, on About uh, the Red Triangle Circus. This game, yeah. <laughs> I love this little plot here with the fucking uh, soup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Batman eats soup. Always. <laughs> Always soup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first movie, all yeah. he ate was soup. Giving him soup. Oh, actually, this is chowder. Yeah. It's not a soup, that's a chowder. No, it's vicious swaths. He's <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is vicious swaths? It's supposed to be cold. Okay. Fine. Whatever, Alfred. Yeah. You know, I don't eat solids. No. I'm about to say all the damn times I get punched in the fucking face on a nightly basis, Alfred. I can't eat fucking solid foods. <laughs> My anymore. teeth don't work. <laughs> yeah, I can't eat solid foods anymore. Yeah, but yeah, now he's looking into the history of the uh, Red, Red Triangle Circus gang. Apparently, the disappearances of children, and one of the attractions was quote unquote an aquatic bird boy. What could that be? Oh my mm-hmm. god. And like in the more he's the looked, sewer dweller, yeah, maybe. Hmm. Now Tim Burton himself was actually largely unfamiliar with Michelle Pfeiffer's work, but he was convinced to cast her after meeting her, uh, and she was offered like three million dollars, uh, two million more than actually Annette Bening was supposed to get, and she also got a percentage of the box office. And you know, we talked about how slender and slim she looks in this movie. Uh, she took kickboxing lessons uh, for the role. They actually trained with an expert to master the whip that we see in the movie. And now we got Batman here cruising the streets of Gotham nonchalantly in the goddamn Batmobile. Of course. Uh, yeah, nonchalantly. And, and now he's now he's super suspicious of the Penguin just for no fucking reason whatsoever other than the fact that he's, he saw him on Matt Shrek. He's a, well, and he's yeah. a bird boy. Yeah. And look, oh, look at this, man. And just slowly cho- chilling in the Batmobile just roll up. I mean, that's how I'd drive the Batmobile if I had it. You still see the Penguin in the Hall of Records with the... Oh, yeah, this is the first indication of the comic book Penguin with the monocle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Hall of Records, like, what is he writing? What is he doing? I'd do a monocle, but both my Oh, ass there's a big uh, gaff or guffaw or whatever the fuck you want to call it right here in this scene. Like, you'll see in a second. Like, you'll see uh, Oswald going... <laughs> Oswald Kalapai going to his uh, parents' graves. Now, that's initially what you think the whole plot is, that he was trying to find who he is and shit. That's why he's at the Hall of Records. We'll find out a little bit later or something else. Now, uh, where is it? I think he touches one of the, he touches one of the gravestones and it moves. Which one? I believe it's... See? See? Know. See? <laughs> oh, well, but yeah, this, this score here is great. Mm-hmm. Danny Elfman killed this shit, boy. Oh, for sure. Uh, Tucker. Now we have the names of the parents: Tucker and Esther Koppelbach. Mm. And this is actually the first uh, ever indication in any medium of uh, the Penguin's real name, Oswald mm-hmm. Koppelbach. Now everybody uses that shit at nauseum now, especially mm-hmm. after like TV shows like Gotham and the different movies and shit. Like yeah, but everybody knows Oswald Koppelbach. <laughs> oh my god! 
But he was so strong to move that damn uh, grave. <laughs> Maybe they're just lazy. Sometimes it's been sitting there for too long, you know? They don't go through and double check to make sure everything's uh, properly secured. Oh my god. <laughs> and I, uh, just saying. Just a brief little aside of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer talking about the, the Catwoman. Um, she said herself, as a young girl, I was completely obsessed with Catwoman. When I heard that Tim was making the movie and Catwoman had already been cast, I was devastated. At the time, it was Annette Benning, then she got pregnant. The rest is history. <laughs> I think it was Warren Beatty. Thank you, Warren Beatty. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> Good work, sir. <laughs> and as far as casting, this dude here, like this really pushy ass reporter, I thought I've. Like, I thought for a second that was Carrie Elways because he, <laughs> he had the little mustache. I thought he was like Wesley. <laughs> and um, now uh, he reveals his name to the people. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a child. I was born a little different. <laughs> it's so weird. Scared my parents. <laughs> yeah. Now the first choice for the penguin was actually Dustin Hoffman, but he declined, of course. Other choices were Demi Moore. You know what? If yeah, I hadn't yeah. seen Dustin Hoffman in Hook, yeah. I'd be like, uh, yeah. what the hell? But after seeing him mm-hmm. in the Hook, I could see him he as totally could have killed this. Penguin. Yes, I could see Absolutely. That. And now, the, now Gotham is falling in love with the Penguin all of a sudden. But, uh, okay, I look, he's like a, oh yeah, that's uh, the lady talking about, it's a frog that became a prince. That's actually <laughs> Mrs. Bob Kane. Oh, is it? Yeah, Elizabeth, I believe it's like Elizabeth Warren or something like that. That's her name. But yeah, she is. This is she's also in uh, Batman Returns and for, uh, Batman Forever and Batman uh, Robin as a gossip Gertie. You'll see her in the movie with the big glasses. Get off the bus now! Yeah, she's in that movie too. Uh, now, now we're getting our first look at Catwoman. Oh uh, man, with the uh, Latino extra as mm-hmm. a as a thief. Yeah, now the kickboxing lessons are coming in. Mm-hmm. Then you get the retracted nails. Uh, Cut his fucking face, and I love how she gives this chick shit for being robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for some bad man to save you. I am Catwoman. Hear me roar. Speaking of which, uh, rest in peace, Helen Redding, who wrote the song that she based that on. I am woman. You know him mm-hmm. that shit. You know, so. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Batman here. Uh, Bruce Wayne just chilling in the middle of goddamn Gotham. Nobody stops Bruce Wayne. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just a billionaire. Walking <laughs> around the people, you know, with no, like, entourage and all shit like that, yeah. That's one of those things that Tim Burton really, mm-hmm. never really played into as much. Mm-hmm. Was that whole billionaire, you know, child of money kind of thing. Like, yeah, because he, 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 it was always just an afterthought. He was too focused no, on the Batman it, thing. This scene right here is a good indication of that because Michael Keaton's rolling in because Michael Keaton got, got that kind of swag when he walks and shit. Yeah. And like, look, uh, how he's handling this shit is not really so much as a millionaire talking to another, a billionaire talking to another billionaire. It's like a cop talking to a criminal. Well, and and this is like where that, that hard thing is there because he's supposed to be Batman, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's supposed to be a detective and literally a savant, right? Like mm-hmm. he's supposed to have a genius IQ. He's supposed to be brilliant. So mm-hmm. it's almost like he kind of leaned too heavy on the detective angle of it. Yeah, way too heavy. Like, by the time you get to uh, Batman Begins and that, mm-hmm. and, and Batman, uh, or sorry, in The Dark Knight, that whole series, yeah. you start looking at it in a way with Nolan's Batman where mm-hmm. they really focus more on playing up the billionaire aspect, because obviously if he's that smart, yeah. he's going to hide behind a billionaire playboy type of thing. Yeah. 
as a subterfuge to actually go and do all the crazy shit he does. In the like background. this part right here, we're talking about like, uh, yeah, Kyle Pot runs the rich. Bruce Wayne's like, uh, Kyle Pot runs the triangle game. I can't prove it yet. But like, what the fuck are you? Doing? What the Why fuck? would you even tell him? Yeah, him of every of everybody. Yeah, like, dude, like literally, it's like a cop talking to a criminal. And then yeah. uh, now we got Selena's back. And he's like, how the fuck are you still alive? I out of a window. Yeah. She, look, she looks so much better now. She got rid of the glasses. And let her hair grow out. Mm-hmm. Puff her hair up. 1980 but her di- style. But her dialogue is horrible here. And hey, yeah. made some my name here. Don't wear it out all day. She buy me a new one. I think I hate that lot. <laughs> you know one thing I hate for Christopher Walken is, I, does he at any point ever smoke that cigar in his pocket? <laughs> or does he just walk around oh, with it? Oh, yeah, that's it's, right. Instead of a... No, of he a doesn't. Handkerchief. No, he doesn't. It's ridiculous. He just, yeah. I mean, any good cigar smoker would know you don't do that because that's how it gets broken and damaged. Yeah. You smoke it or you put it in the humidor. Yeah, this weird flirting between Michael Keaton and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's an attack on. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and look at him like, like, yeah, the accident. You're right from the accident you had? Like, for real, man? <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, I, 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 I like her little story here where like, yeah, hey, I was a little girl and that was the thing and, yeah, I'm a, I remember I showed my underwear and the girl and the one that told everybody was like Bobby Freeberg. He's dead now. <laughs> His whole thing doesn't make yeah, he's, a lick yeah, of yeah, sense. Yeah, he's like Bobby Freeberg. Yeah, he's he's dead now. So she killed him. <laughs> but he's just weird. Uh, but yeah, two other choices for the penguin. And for some reason, Michael Keaton, you Bruce Wayne is in sorry, me. but we're still in this part. <laughs> yeah, he is super into her, as creepy and weird yeah, as she is. Yeah, he look is. at his face, dude. He, just, he can't take his eyes off her, literally. And, yeah. I mean, he's like he's into her yeah. in the worst way. To the point way. where he gets his like luggage and shit. Oh, okay. sorry, it's just super creepy. Word, please continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <so. laughs> I was gonna say other choices for the penguin. Uh, Dudley Moore, Marlon Brando, John Candy, Bob Hoskins, Dean Martin, um, Alan Rickman, Phil Collins, that would have been interesting, yeah. uh, Charles Grodin, Ben Kingsley, John Goodman, Christopher Lee, uh, Kingsley? Joe Pesci, uh, Ray, Le- <laughs> Ray Liotta, I can imagine Pesci as the penguin. Pesci or Liotta. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gabriel Byrne. And uh, Christopher Lloyd were all considered for... Um, Christopher Lloyd, you know what? Only because of... Um, Uncle Fester? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, I, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing, too. Like, yeah. Actually, you know who would have been... Uh, he really would have been interesting. I had no idea. It, it would either have been genius or a total shit show. But mm. John Candy might have been interesting. Although he's kind of big for Penguin. Yeah, he is very he's big. He's too tall. Like, he's like six foot plus. So, yeah. Because yeah. Penguin's supposed to be like five foot nothing. Like, exactly. He's supposed to be down around Tom Cruise. Exactly. So... Uh, and other people uh, offered the role: uh, Robert Davi, Kevin Pollak. Robert yeah. Davi. Robert Davi. <laughs> I love Robert Davi. I, I know. I know you love Robert Davi. That's I, what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I've, I've been I've been fortunate enough to actually meet the man. Yeah. Great dude. Cool. Cool to talk to. The whole thing. We, I I just can't. See we, both, we both met Agent Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I met Grand, no relation. I met I met Grandel Bush. You met Robert Duffy. <laughs> and I can tell you, I can tell you, true to form, they are not related. No, they're not. <laughs> no relation. No. Oh yeah, another choice that I liked, uh, Roy Atkinson, Mr. Bean, was considered for the Penguin. 
Actually, I would have been interested in that. Yeah, I would have been interested in that too. I think he could have done something very. Like he he like he learns nothing of personal space. He just keeps coming up in Max Stress personal space. Now Which is we're great. Now we're in the uh, ugh, so gross. Now we're in uh, uh, the penguins' uh, makeshift apartment here, and uh, Max Shrek is luring him with a piece of fish. <laughs> <laughs> Why that works, I still don't get. Because he's a penguin boy, <laughs> aquatic bird yes. boy. Uh, but this whole interaction is so creepy, weird. And, uh, and the whole idea that this they want this guy to run for mayor, and this is how you introduce him, chomping on fucking fish. Like, all these people just smiling, like, uh, this is the dude I'm going to make mayor? Ugh. I mean, technically it's sushi. <laughs> technically, yeah. But te- technically, it's still gross. <laughs> So I, I, I this this is one of those things like I could not do that. I would vomit oh God. if I was if I had to do that for a scene. So good. I couldn't do it. You know that fish. I don't, I don't even know if I could be in the scene with him while he's doing it. It would make ugh, me vomit. Ugh, so gross. So good. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, when Danny DeVito learned uh, 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 about his casting, like uh, Danny Waters is like. Uh, I knew, I kind of knew of that uh, D- Danny DeVito was going to play the Penguin. We didn't officially cast it, but for a short, nasty little guy, it's a short list. So I ended up, <laughs> so I ended up writing the character for Danny DeVito. Uh, yeah, you give him a cigarette hole, he kicks it out. You got Jan Hooks here, the late Jan Ooh. Hooks. I love, love, love this poster in yeah. the background. I would love to have that for him. Yeah, because it looks like this very comic book awesome. penguin. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's, it's got that 1930s Art Deco mm-hmm. style to it. Yeah. And she's trying to put the gloves on him, get the fish from him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she was great. Yeah, this dude here. I've seen him in a bunch of shit. I don't know he exactly. He was big in the 80s. Yeah, you've seen him in a bunch of shit. He always, he always plays like, some waspy, dorky kind of guy. With the fucking glasses and everything. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the big Egon hair. And I was laughing here. <laughs> Everybody's just laughing. Hey, uh, or oh, oh, worse, yeah, my nose could be splurting blood. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. That's so funny. And he bites the shit. <laughs> ah! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, and, he's just, and Max Shrek's still like, yeah, we're going to make it. We're going to do it. Like, they're like, yeah. Creature, <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna make this creature. Like, I love here, like, he's just perving out the fucking jam. <laughs> he's talking about filling the void. I like to fill her void. <laughs> he's complete perv. Oh my god, uh, yeah, I like to fill her void. Look at Jan Hooks. Jan Hooks' ass looks nice here. <laughs> I, I give her that. And look, he's like, yeah, show my French flipper trick. Well. Yeah, so gross. <laughs> so gross. Uh, apparently, Dan DeVito read in the paper that he was considered for the Penguin over a year after he was before he was actually offered the role. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a short list. Now, in terms of like how the character looks, uh, apparently Tim Burton was inspired by Lon Chaney in a movie called London After Midnight. Mm. So he he re, uh, reimagined the Penguin as opposed to like this little eloquent. Gentleman of crime, he basically turned him into this physically deformed lunatic with childhood trauma. And he also uh, retained some of the penguins' like characteristics, like the trick umbrellas and the monocle and shit. But he gave him a huge makeover with the hands and flippers. And the, they did a great know. job with the makeup there. I mean, yeah. those those hands, the way that they they've got them together, how they articulate. Yeah, 
They did a great job with that makeup. Yeah, and as far as like his look goes, instead of tuxedos, he's got kind of like the gothic Victorian sort of style to him, you know. And like um, in terms of the full body suit, uh, apparently it. Uh, oh yeah, the, the whole the, these like uh, this little underwear thing he's wearing, like it's supposed to be like long johns from like the eighteen hundreds and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which again adds to that creepy look of him. Yeah. He's basically like a giant roly poly of a guy. Yeah, and then and instead of like just giving him a pointy nose, they just decided to make all of his facial features a little more avian, like bird like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it looks like more like a like a beak of like a condor or some shit as opposed yeah. to like a big nose. Like a lobby man. And yeah, for some reason, burn baby burn for no fucking reason. Well, those creepy, those creepy dark eyes of his. Whoa, we got a little dog. I was just about to say that is the most Tim Burton part of the Get Down. Like that's you can tell, like a little No, no, you can tell the characters Tim Burton likes. You know what I'm saying? Because like this is not really Batman Returns. This is more like uh, the Penguin and Catwoman movie, and Batman shows up like every 15 minutes. Yeah. So. yeah, and then now Batman's here now. Like, while well, these dudes are costing this poor dude from a storefront. Yeah. <laughs> TBI for yeah, you. Exactly. And yeah, Batman just with a little ass a little bit. Not even a lot, really. Like, because <laughs> the fight scenes in the first one, I think, were better than the ones in this movie. Yeah. But he yeah, he, 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 he whipped some he ass. He still does pretty good. He whipped some ass, man, but still, you know. It's cool, but like, uh,. Yeah, I think the first one, six scenes in the first one. Were I don't know, dude. I think this is this is pretty solid still. Yeah. I like the Batman style, kind of is like defined in these movies because like Batman, especially in like the Nolan movies, has like kind of a Cobb McGraw thing going. Yeah, yeah, and with the hands up, you know, and the blocking and shit. I love this shit here with the fucking uh, multiple the battle ring with the multiple targets. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a fucking uh, Sega Game Gear. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the bat actually flies and takes all these, and he just stop by a goddamn poodle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sword swallow or fight with a sword in his mouth, so gross. Pretty much. And yeah, he takes this uh, bomb here from one of the villains, and it's going to play into another thing here. This another non Batman mm-hmm. moment. Oh, and here comes the psycho Catwoman. And I, I was going to note on the Shrek. Department store mascot that basically looks like Felix the Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Without saying specifically it's Felix the Cat. You don't want to get sued. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, technically it's slightly different. Just enough so yeah. that yeah. there's no intellectual property issues. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Why she went and got the whip is beyond me. I have no fucking clue that she looks that damn good in it. <laughs> So apparently there was more than 60 cat suits made over a six month period. Each one costing a thousand dollars a piece. And she basically had to be poured into the motherfuckers. Like they were extremely tight and just labors for her to put on. Uh, she actually had to be covered in talcum powder to squeeze into the costume. And then brushed with like liquid silicone each tape to give it that shine it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had to wear the suit for like 12 to 14 hours a day except for lunch breaks when it was removed. And that's really her only opportunity to go to the bathroom for the work day during lunch, which is crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they probably they probably didn't want to 
Probably didn't want to even give her anything to eat because it's mm. so so damn tight. Yeah, and also the ears made her made it difficult for her to hear her own voice when she was acting. Oh, Batman! God, this looks fucking dope, bro. Yeah, it looks mm. great. Oh yeah, and this big dude here, man. It's actually the bad the bad guy from uh, Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Oh yeah, Bull Hurley. But yeah, this shit here, just the bomb in his shorts and just <laughs> the bad smile. Yeah, the bad smile is never cool. Boom. He literally <laughs> just killed that guy. Yeah, he legit put a bomb in his <laughs> shit and blew him up. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> she's strong. Apparently. Yeah. Now she's starting to blow up the goddamn... Uh, well, she's going to attempt to blow up the goddamn uh, department store by putting metal goddamn... Putting some cans in the microwave. Yeah, yeah very, uh, very kitty shit here. Oh, yeah, Batman and the Penguin meet for the first time like an hour into the goddamn movie. At least an hour. Yeah, and then like they're supposed to be establishing that they're villains, yeah, they're, they're adversaries, but they don't really, you don't really see what the motivation for either one of them as to why they hate each other. Well, the bigger thing is it's the Penguin's the one who kind of takes the turn, and at this point, it's like there hasn't even been a discussion of the Batman. No, there hasn't. Jeez. I mean, Oswald shouldn't give two shits about him at this point. <laughs> uh, Apparently, uh, going back to Catwoman for a little bit, apparently uh, Michelle Pfeiffer talked on a talk show in 2007 said she ever felt nostalgic to put the costume on and like, amuse her husband or something like that. <laughs> she said after this movie was done, she never wanted to see that goddamn outfit as long as she lived. <laughs> <laughs> That's what always happens with all these like costume things that are super heavy like that. Yeah, and same thing with Michael Keaton here because he did that RoboCop remake. And uh, he was uh, having discussions with Joel Kinnaman, who was the RoboCop, and was about being in the suit. Cause like, yeah, like, yeah. He's like, man, he's like, this ain't nothing, bro. <laughs> you talking about that bad suit? This ain't nothing. What you doing? <laughs> but yeah, Batman looks great in here. And then like, yeah, Catwoman, Catwoman just coming up out of nowhere. To, yeah, like, screw with the two of them. Like, now this is this is the one of the more penguin-ish moments here with the, with the uh, umbrella. umbrella that turns into a helicopter. That's very penguin. Very comic oh, yeah. penguin too. I believe that's one of his major gadgets here. Is like the helicopter uh, shit. Like, it looks cool too. Bat, the penguin flies away. Catwoman just in there hanging, chilling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. And Batman and Catwoman actually fight for the first time of many times. Fight and flirt. That's that's probably like the best way to describe the description show. They fight and then they flirt. Like she whoop his ass for about a good minute. And they're like, oh my god. Oh my god, like, you so hot. Looks <laughs> like you can <laughs> Yeah, because she going at him too. You know, oh yeah, this shit here. How could you? I'm a woman. I'm sorry. And Batman would, uh-uh. I'm sorry. Batman would never do that. <laughs> he would if he's wanting to hook up with her. No, but he, like, he's Batman, dude. I mean, he knows this is the play. Especially comic book Batman. This is Batman, I don't know what the fuck. But yeah, Keaton... Like she could hold him. <laughs> yeah, with the with the, with the with the little rope. So well, weird. I'm not saying that that would necessarily break, but it's more that I don't think she weighs enough to hold him. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer kept the whip, and she found it in her house like in 2004 when she was moving, and like just for fun, she actually did a, like a video of her, uh, like playing with the whip just mm-hmm. for like YouTube and shit. Or like for just for just for fun, right? And yeah, it went viral. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, now see, fighting flirts. Now mm-hmm. she all up on him, and she's caressing the body. And this is really like this is a kids' movie. She's basically making like a dick reference. 
Well, so this this scene right here, if I remember right, was supposed to be like the most controversial when this film came out mm -hmm. because it was so sexualized. Yeah. And he's like, ah, she's like, ah, there you are. And that's, oh yeah. This the kitty is, litter? Yeah, but this is like uh, the whole nine lives get down. So the first life was taken when Max Shrek pushed out the window. Mm -hmm. This is the second one. And it's going to happen again. <laughs> Batman is. Batman <laughs> just chilling in the fucking back cave, like sitting down. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to see. You got one glove off, like ah shit, yeah. But and so this is this all, is before this is before the body armor of Dark Knight. Of all the things that penetrated the bat armor, does it does it get shot in the first one? Yeah, <laughs> he gets shot a couple times, like point blank. Well, he did change up the suit in the alley. No blood. Yeah. <laughs> Man, now he's like contributing sex. Anybody has sex? Yeah. She's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is kind of hot. Yeah. I mean, you know. You know for, he is a guy who puts on like eyeshadow. For a weird bitch to try to kill me. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's really hot. So he's he's kind of into some weird kinky stuff, obviously. Yeah. Where's dress up. Like, now, we, now we finally see, you know, full on Mayor Cobblepot get down here. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and actually he makes reference to uh, Joker here in his little speech. Yeah, he's talking about it turns Boy Scouts into crazed clowns <laughs> and happy homemakers into cat women. <laughs> this shit, this next shit here is creepy. This this reporter is creepy, by the way. Like, the, the, the pistol mustache is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. But this shit here, this is very creepy, where he's like, yeah, yeah, you're the best role model a young person can, and you're the best young person a role model. <laughs> and we'll watch, this, watch him grope this girl while putting on a button. <laughs> yeah, wear a button. <laughs> yeah, completely touching her tit. Yeah, we put that in. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, uh, this is gross. <laughs> you, have, you have horrible taste in rolls. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, and actually, in terms of the election, is doing like, uh, uh, he actually says at one point, uh, elections happen in November. Is this not like December? <laughs> Don't worry about it because it's, it's supposed to be a recall election. Right. So, yeah, back to Oswald's creepy ass apartment. Mm hmm. I have cat woman there. <laughs> this shit here, just the pussy I've been wanting to see. <laughs> <laughs> so Danny DeVito, like, it's, like, it's, certain, it's certain moments in the movies, like, it's not Penguin anymore. This is straight Danny DeVito. Yeah. I want you. <laughs> There's a great Norm McDonald had a great joke about Danny DeVito on his podcast. He said, like, fucking Danny DeVito looks like the kind of guy with, excuse my language, later, folks. Uh, he looks like the kind of guy with a short but thick penis. <laughs> <laughs> Norm McDonald is one of the greatest comedians ever. He said some of the most screwed up shit. Yeah, and he talks about Danny DeVito a lot. <laughs> must be a fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually, this plot here. Is very indicative of a lot of plots on, of the Penguins, particularly in the Batman '66 series. Like most of his plots were either him trying to be legitimate mm -hmm. in some way, and or frame Batman or discredit Batman. Mm -hmm. And he's doing both here, trying to be mayor and also Catwoman. Him decide to team up to take out Batman by framing him. And oh yeah, the the, the blueprints. <laughs> 
to the Batmobile. Yeah. Apparently, public, the public domain. Well, no, they must have gotten flushed. Yeah. yeah. And then to destroy stolen. Batman, you must just hand him the thing he hates the most, namely us. Oh, you mean Phantom? <laughs> I remember there was an episode of the '66 show where they actually he actually framed has Batman and Robin frame and actually shoot him. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out to be a ploy, but just the fact that you see the Gotham PD shoot down Batman and Robin, I was like, wow. I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, this this scene here with the uh, bird. The bird in between. Oh my god. And he's a, he looks so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> His teeth. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is definitely uh Tim Burton's favorite social misfits here. Mm-hmm. You can tell by the pale skin and the black eyeshadow around both their eyes and the whole thing of them being you know, uh, social misfits and you know having dark pasts and shit. Okay, this scene here, she going into the yeah, going into the mouth, fake bird. Yeah, you see here, you know, he threatens uh, her cat. Yeah. yeah, coming out the mouth, real bird. She actually put a live bird in her mouth. <laughs> And that's how we got the bird flu. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh yeah, another thing in, the, in terms of the motifs of this movie, there's a lot of animals in this movie. Like, oh yeah, movie. yeah, because you see cats. Bats. Well, but that's the thing yeah. too. This yeah. whole movie yeah. is everything's animal centric. Yeah, cats, bats, and penguins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, among other things, you see poodles and shit. Birds, and... dogs. Yeah, weird poodles and shit. Yeah, it gets weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. But that's Tim Burton for you. Very much so. Oh man, <laughs> just the pussy. Yeah, like she's licking herself. Yeah, right, Think yeah. she's a cat. He's, he's just a seriously traumatic brain injury going on for her. No, but he's just in there like... Yeah, he's enjoying watching it. Lick yourself, yeah. <laughs> so creepy. Uh, actually, they offered uh, Burgess Meredith uh, the role of the Penguin's father in this I movie. must have missed this before. Is he Look, wearing an ascot? Yes, he is wearing an ascot. He is wearing an ascot. Batman's wearing an ascot. That's his, that's his billionaire moment, yeah. And now we see... Oh, that. man, Batman. Yeah. And I now, just don't know about you, dude. And now we see uh, Bruce Wayne in full billionaire mode. Uh, <laughs> and, of course... Uh, Creepy. Yeah, now uh, uh, the penguin invites him to the tree lighting. I hope that Batman will show up. And Batman's <laughs> like, so, very so. <laughs> and now we see Selena and Bruce Wayne just chilling. Bruce Wayne is the most accessible billionaire ever. Well, what's even crazier is she knows, even in her TBI world, that he is this crazy billionaire, and he's into her, and she's just not able to get it together for two seconds to be like, hey, uh, maybe if I hook up with this dude, um, I'll be a billionaire too. Yeah, but at the same time, like now both of them notice like uh, all the newspaper headlines about both of them. It's and a catastrophe. And everybody's like, uh, talking about Batman and uh, Catwoman's fight. How the fuck do they know they fought? I know, there wasn't anything around. Yeah, and then they both complained about like things that's like inaccurate in the article. Like, it said, it said the cat woman weighs 120 pounds. How these people live with themselves? <laughs> and he's like, that man blows it. No, he saves like millions of dollars more than this. 
No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> just arguing for He themselves. causes ridiculous amounts of property damage. Oh, yeah, in this not-so-subtle dialogue here, like, he's like, you're kind of a, you're kind of a dark side, aren't you? No darker than yours, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and now he invites over to the house for a tree trimming. That's a really nice, <laughs> nice jacket too for somebody who's supposed to be broke. Come on, tree trimming. Don't you, yeah, that's a normal thing. People hey, do yeah, that, right? Hey, come on, don't be late, okay? Don't be late. You, you look like this is his first date. How many how many tree trimmings have you been to? None. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking none. I don't, I'm like, I don't call it tree trimming. It's just like fucking my mom. Like, hey, we're putting up decorations. All right, come on. That's pretty much it. It's not like a big thing. <laughs> Talent scouts. How desperate she is for stardom. And she was like, uh-huh. accept the penguin as a goddamn talent scout. This shit here, where he like beats her down with a goddamn battle ring. <laughs> Say cheese. Like, talking about Mr. Camera. Cheese. Ah, <laughs> I thought he killed her. Because that's a sharp object, man. I know, right? Yeah. And now they are uh, sitting there chilling or whatever. And, he, and then during this, during this little scene here, he makes a brief reference to uh, Vicky Vale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last time I had a woman in here, Alfred showed her everything. I hope he doesn't make the same choice with you. Because I had to kill Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, where is Vicky? Yeah, it's not like she moved out of town or no shit like that. Like she's gone, gone. <laughs> oh no, don't worry about Vicky. Have you no. seen my cave? <laughs> no, like uh, the key and peel shit. Like oh yeah, don't worry about that. You'll never see her again. Nobody will ever see her, see her again. again. <laughs> <laughs> I like this shit. <laughs> it's just killing. Yeah. We are like talking about uh, Vicky. Uh, she's like, what she's, she says, like, oh, cheerleader or whatever. No, uh, photojournalist. For, for <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he talks about, yeah, they, they didn't work out. So, you know, he had to kill her. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the Batcave in this version? It's deep. Yeah, nobody's going to find that. Deep down and there. dark, and nobody's going down there. <laughs> yeah, A little bit of lie. Yeah. It'll be fine. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, also in terms of the role, uh, Danny DeVito was actually advised by his friend, Jack Nicholson, uh, to go ahead and take it. <laughs> take the role, man. You should do it. I would bet so. He made a shit ton of money off the And that's mainly why he did it, because of how financially successful Jack became because of the first Batman. I mean, look, J- Jack was already mm-hmm. an insanely well-to-do, wealthy actor. Yeah. But that just shot him into the stratosphere. Damn right it did. I mean, he still gets paid off of that today. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Danny DeVito was apparently a human brain in character between takes, so he's just like this little, little thing, because he was uncomfortable in the costume, so they made it easier for him to get into character. That's and always I, good. And also, he was forbidden from describing the makeup to anybody outside of the production, including his own family. Yeah, it makes sense. Everybody yeah. gets really, really tight around the comic books for security and stuff. I mean, I've yeah. obviously I can't get too specific. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we're getting some. Uh, oh, again, this was that that over sexualized side of stuff that was a bit controversial. And as they're like, you know, making out here on the couch, they're both touching each other's wounds from the inflicting battle. Like she's scratching them, and yeah, she touches his wound that she gave him, mm-hmm. and he's about to crush her arm, and she has the napalm fucking uh, scar on her arm. Gross ass napalm scar. Mm-hmm. So gross. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, apparently Danny like yeah. This is the, the quote they have from Tim Burton. 
Uh, nobody would talk to Danny on the set because he scared everybody. <laughs> I don't know if that was his usual way of working, but there was a point where he, it just clicked into it. and He was completely in this character. He was totally antisocial, you know, who, who had been out of loop for a little too long. Danny was 100% into the transformation with the makeup and all. It was a, it was a complete creation. <laughs> Yeah, my Tim Burton voice. It's not too bad. Is it? it might be a little soft for the recording, but not too bad. <laughs> Hello, Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, so what I was gonna say before before the uh, over the top makeout scene there started was that uh, one of the things that you find working on these comic book movies, like I said, I've, I've done some stuff behind the scenes for a few different ones. Mm-hmm. They are insane about security. Yes, they are. I mean, they it's. To the point, like, because, like, I've had to do set destructions and stuff in the past where, like, you know, we dispose of stuff. So, normally, mm-hmm. if they're one, because there's intellectual property and things like that that go into it. Most yeah. people, most productions, they just tell you, hey, here's our final sign-off. Go ahead and destroy it. We run bulldozers and stuff through it. We chew it up. We throw it away. Yeah. Marvel, for example, will pay somebody to come out, mm-hmm. sit there, and watch us do it. Yeah. And videotape just to make sure nothing yeah, like, avoids the dumpster like just because the, they they want to be a hundred percent sure uh, yeah. sure of it. Yeah, the stars themselves say on the interviews all the time, like because the talk shows always ask them, like, "Yeah, what's uh, can you tell us some details about the movie?" No, I can't. My Marvel has snipers. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Marvel and DC now they they are yeah. over the top for security. Oh no, 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 like you're not telling. Me. And I love this scene here where like they discover like they both have to leave all of a sudden. Yeah, and they both tell Alfred make an excuse for me to leave. I like this shit. He has a hall of bat suits, which I think is so cool. Well, he should have worn the bulletproof one last time. Yeah, look at all the different. Uh, what's that? I, I think I, I, I want I, this I'll, one. I'll wear this one bat suit that looks like all the I other. I prefer bat suits. Midnight to Onyx. Oh my god! <laughs> like if you get the colors red, this is this is this is uh this is fire engine red. This is not like what I'm, like <laughs> fuck you. It's just red. <laughs> like pretty, yeah. But the reality is, is majority yeah. of what Batman wears, especially in these first iterations, man. is rubber. Damn, he looks cool. He does look good in that one, though. Yes, he does, man. And the, the abs in this one's way better. I told but again, you. the best, for me still, for my money, the best is the Dark Knight series. I, I, was, I was just going to say Schumacher. With the, with the, mm, the with, nips. With the nips and the copies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now, now the actual the whole uh, security thing is computer animated yep. for the Batmobile. Well, because this is the this is the beginnings of CGI. Yeah, I think I think uh, Terminator Two came out the year before this. I mean, technically the beginnings go all the way back to Star Wars, but in terms of us starting to see it more and more in blockbuster films, this is when we started getting it. Yeah, you saw them like so certain movies like uh, Young Young. Uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes and also uh, The Abyss was really a big one in terms of yeah. this kind of shit. Yeah. And apparently they have a remote to the fucking Batmobile too, which is weird. These are weird circus people. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to start fucking with the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> and Batman's watching. Oh, so weird. So, a Gotham City was actually built on Studio 16 in Warner Brothers. And actually two of the biggest stages at... Uh, Warner Brothers Stage 16 and Stage 12, also Universal, were prepared for this movie. Like, I think it took up over 50% of the property at Warner Brothers was taken up by Gotham City sets. Yeah, it sounds movie. about right. I mean, this is their biggest property at the time. Yeah. And uh, like so much secrecy came around the movie itself that like, even certain celebrities 
or uh, refuse to come on set. Like Kevin Costner tried to come on set, and it's like, no, you can't come on set. So, hey. <laughs> 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 it's just weird. And in terms of like, uh, oh yeah, one thing they really did—they were really adamant again about security. Like some person leaked the first copy, like first photos of Danny DeVito as the Penguin to like I think uh, some entertainment magazine. So Warner Brothers hired a private detective to, to find out who did it. Uh, and also $65 million was spent on the production of this movie and $15 million was spent on just the marketing. Because I remember seeing those posters everywhere, especially when I was a kid. Like you oh, go to like bus stops and shit. And you see like the Batman one, the Catwoman one, the Penguin one. Mm-hmm. Or, or the one where all three together. And fucking this Ice Prince shit is not interesting at all. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a ridiculous little little distraction. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like, oh, like this but it's necessary in order for the clowns to go and screw with the Batmobile. Yeah, this little thing here apparently is gonna really screw with the Batmobile. This little uh, globe, twisting ball, twisting ball, hypnotic globe thingy. Yeah, the Ice Princess, like, and I'm thinking, why is this bitch just standing on the ledge? Well, because she was placed there. And she no, was no, she was, no, she was. No, she was like she's saying, like, she let me go. Get off the fucking ledge, lawn dart. And he goes the bats. Oh, this is the frame up. Mm-hmm. Um, rats with wings do mm-hmm. your thing. Yeah. Bye bye, Ice Princess. <laughs> and everybody, Batman, <laughs> yeah, Batman pushed the princess. Really, man. And all the bats in the goddamn. Yeah, all these are CGI bats too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't want to mess with real bats. Hell no, but it's crazy. You could get sick. Now, now, yeah, yeah, Gotham <laughs> PD just automatically shoots Batman. Which is fantastic because we now know that the bat suit can stop bullets but not claws. <laughs> <laughs> Little tiny claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly like some sewing Basically needles. Basically sewing needles. Yeah, some sewing needles or some shit. Like, yeah, sewing needles can penetrate the suit. Oh, yeah, here comes this the weird old little moment here where she licks him and. Yeah. I think this this oh, yeah. might, actually I might have gotten it wrong before. I think this might have been the scene everybody got all twisted up about. Oh, because this stupid little this little phrase here, like uh, well, well, I'm talking about well, the licking thing, but like yeah. the, the, the stupid little phrase that comes as a callback in the movie. You know, you know, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it, but a kiss can be even deadly if you mean it. Oh, that's gonna come back. Yeah. Yeah, he, you see, he licks this. Yeah, he licks yeah. it. Well, that's what's, and that's what's so, like... Sexualized. Yeah, about this, especially for a kid's movie, because this is PG. So he licking the spit. <laughs> it's, like, hyper-sexualized. It's, and again, you have to remember, this is, what, 89, 90? 92, I think. 92, so yeah. it's super early 90s. Like, we were nowhere near as sexualized as yeah. we are now. And you, they, yeah, another damn claw. <laughs> Get out of here. This is the weirdest bat suit ever. Bulletproof, but, but not clawproof. But this is cool here. This shot here with the fucking bat glider. Did the bat glider before Chris Nolan did? That's true. Yeah. Gee, he looks cool though. Damn, he looks cool. Yep. <laughs> Just flying them on the bats. That's a great shot. Yeah. That's trailer shot right there, man. And bat hang glider. And now the, the the circus people have done whatever they do. This this little Indian circus shit is actually really hot. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and that is discussing a plan. Like 
Yeah, we didn't we didn't discuss killing the ice princess. Like she meant that much to me. <laughs> and he uh, he he did not take re- re- rejection well. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> like no, she said it was one goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, we should make love. Yes, you should come to my mansion when I'm when, when I become the mayor. Look at me, <laughs> like uh, uh, you know. Oh, what is it? Uh, something in one hand, a dry martini. Yeah, he gives a fucking ring. Like, dude, are you serious? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's dark in our mansion. Like, you come to me. <laughs> like, yeah, he's this elaborate thing of them being together. Like, yeah. She's yeah. like, mm, a dry I, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. So, please. I want to touch you to scratch you. Get out of here. She explodes. <laughs> You sent all the signals, and I don't think I like you anymore. <laughs> it hooks up to the fucking umbrella fucking shit. The uh, helicopter umbrella. <laughs> Go to heaven. <laughs> now, yeah, he does not take rejection well. <laughs> like, damn, this is, this is kind of a cool shot, though. Her, like, just yeah. getting suspended above Gotham City. Test this helicopter and shit. And, oh, yeah, now she's going to lose another life. So this will be life three, smashing mm-hmm. into the greenhouse. <laughs> and yet another TBI for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the glass just explodes. Oh man! But that's such a uh, bad glad is still cool. I don't give a yeah. fuck, bro. Ugh. <laughs> Oswald Copplepot. Yeah, let's go to and the a man. Winnebago. He's literally, he's literally a cousin of Eddie's. And it's a little Winnebago. Dude, it's literally cousin of I rode it. They used to have... Oh, the baby, uh, yeah, the, the, the baby know, Batmobile? Yeah, the baby yeah. Batmobile. Used to be, the little rockers? Yeah, they used to be like in the malls and grocery stores. Like and 50 shit. cents? Yeah, I was yeah. like... I, I remember I rode one of those as a kid, man. And I... Oh. Uh-oh. Now we got to Penguin's School of Driving. <laughs> Gentlemen, start your screaming. And now he takes over the fucking Batmobile. <laughs> oh, man. Endangering all these people, running through them. Making Batman look even worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Batman. He is. <laughs> My favorite thing, though, I never realized it before. He's literally in Cousin Eddie's Winnebago. Yes, he is. It's like the exact same model. And the penguin, we we actually haven't discussed all that shit that's coming out of the penguin's mouth. Apparently, well, I mentioned it before. I said I thought it was great that spittle and everything. It's yeah, super creepy. But what it's actually made of, I believe, it's like some kind of like it's, it's food coloring. It's some kind of weird mouthwash for food coloring. That's what it is. Ugh. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to tell you this, but my license is expired. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just fucking people up in the Batmobile, remote control Batmobile. The CD. <laughs> get his jams on. Wait, wait. We're gonna get to the jam. <laughs> Pump up the jam. <laughs> well, if I'm gonna go out, I might as well listen to some good music. Pump up the jam, indeed. <laughs> uh, this is this is a good shot though with the fucking cars. Yeah, uh, all them flipping. Yeah, man, that's cool. The, the, the rest, the rest of the shit is weird though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this whole thing's this, a little bit. This is nuts. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy though is that so for the penguin, yeah. as he's sitting in this thing, uh, for some reason it's it's on, 
It's on like a like an articulating arm. So as he's driving, he's bouncing all over the place instead of just driving. He's falling backward and forward and left and right. He's rocking the Winnebago. People think he's like banging banging somebody. This Winnebago's a rocking. Don't come a knocking. Yeah, everything he's saying. Yeah, everything he's saying. He's recording. Well, I'll rape this stick in city like a heart from hell or some shit like that. You saying? How the hell are you just going to punch? This is your armored vehicle. You just punch through the bottom of the shit? Well, yeah. I mean, he's Batman. <laughs> he's, got movie, a, he's got a bulletproof suit. Movie magic. That he can break movie, movie magic. Break walls with. Movie but magic. Get, but get caught movie magic, bro. by sewing needles. Movie magic, bro. Oh, yeah, this, this shit. I thought that was like Julia Sweeney. Kind of looked like it. Like, might as well fucking uh, bring her in. You bring in Jan Hooks. <laughs> now he has no longer has control. He just loses his shit. <laughs> smash each smash on the screen. I know, right? Oh yeah, and this next gadget here. Oh god, this is so stupid. <laughs> movie magic. This is so stupid. No movie magic. Look at it. No, he's going Watch to it. the alley. Keep the your thin eyes ass open. Alley, being chased by cops. Movie magic. <sighs> so stupid. Movie magic. And now we get the what the bat missile. I think is what they call it. <laughs> what is the use of the bat missile? This is the only time it's ever used unneeded. It's uh, for this time, dude. God, I hate the get, bat gadgets are only used for like one time, one time use. Jesus, it's beautiful. Like, what would be the other use? Of, what would be the other use of that? Um, well, if you needed it the one time and you didn't have it, then it'd be a problem. But since he obviously needed it now, and that he had a, it, it worked. That was a rhetorical question. I, I didn't Be, because that. there's a lot of alleys that, for some reason, are exactly that size. I, I did not want you to actually try and answer that. <laughs> that was a rhetorical question. Well, what it could have been happened is it could have done that James Bond thing, like flip it up on two tires. Oh, and then it flips on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it flips on the other side as it comes out. Yeah, yeah, it could have did that. It, uh, it, it would have been awesome. This is somehow worse. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, utterly ridiculous. You know what they? You know what they did that was actually great. Again, mm-hmm. Dark Knight. Yeah. Where they broke it down and it went from being a car to being a motorcycle. That that made some sense. It was still ridiculous, but it made some sense. <laughs> so stupid. The, yeah. the, the bat missile card doesn't make any sense. Now I want to get some jamming going on here as a uh, mayor. Oh, mayor wannabe mayor. Oswald Cobblepot is yeah, Samir Collis. She was good, man. I'm sorry, Samir. She probably was really good in this movie. And yeah, <laughs> a man, a Batman, a costume freak. <laughs> he just like called Batman out of his name. That's a lot of green for Batman. Yeah, it I'm is. Surprised they didn't break it up more. Yeah, exactly. Not an ounce of they, muscle. They, they, they oh, 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 this, this right is a scene that everybody loves. I'm talking about security, security, huh? We let Vicky Vale into the back here. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there working there, turn around. Hey, there she is. What's happening? <laughs> like, I love everybody. Love that he gave him shit for that because that was like the, one of the big complaints of the first movie. Like, why the fuck would Alfred let Vicky Vale in the back here? Seriously. So yeah, uh, this Iron Maiden mm-hmm. entrance. This is pretty cool, actually. It's pretty. Crazy. Why is he putting on the jacket just to go inside the back cave? It's cold, man. Oh. You ever been in the cave? Yeah, I've been like the a bat cave. I've been actually. I have actually. I'll give you that. But that's a pretty cool interest, though. He rides down a slide. Yeah. And Alfred just walked down. Like, well, I, I, like 
Alfred is like down here in like a ridiculous amount of speed. See? Yep. Like, I'll take the stairs. I just take the stairs. Now. It takes literally uh, 15 seconds longer. I won't get some jamming going on here. <laughs> and fine frequency, I'm going to jam it. So stupid. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Oh yeah, and then oh yeah, then the fucking the hip hop, the hip hop shit. Oh man, it's great. They did one little nod to hip hop, which was big in the early nineties. <laughs> so they might as well it's just still kind of big now. Yeah, it's still kind of, <laughs> kind of in certain markets. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is their ode to hip hop in a second here. They just oh yeah, seriously jam. We got some jamming going on here with the with the compact disc. <laughs> oh, man. Hey man. That right there. Look at this shit here. What the bad thing on the CD? This was cutting edge at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's using that shit to all, all the shit he was saying to Batman in the, in the bat in the Batmobile. Like it's coming back. And everybody's like, what the fuck? I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. You have to admit, I played this stinking city. Like, yeah, I played this stinking city like a heart from hell. That's what he said. <laughs> I played this stinking city like a heart from hell. And he's, just, he's repeating that shit. And they're like, what the fuck? I don't know who's doing it. Yeah, and now they start booing him. Boo! <laughs> hey, hey, come on. No, I, I, I didn't say that. No, that's, that's clearly... W- wiki, wiki, wiki. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Which would never work, by the oh, way. Oh, my God, bro. That's not, yeah, that's not how CDs work. Not even close. Wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> but people were dumb enough at the time. New level. Hey. Wiki, wiki, wiki. And now, yeah, now the crowd's completely turned on him. Yeah, even fucking Max Shrek left the motherfucking hanging. He's just like, sorry, bro. Fuck you, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now they now the penguin's just no, no, going to no, be himself. Now they're going to start pelting him with <laughs> produce. Apparently everybody brings heads of lettuce. No, 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 he says that shit. He just said he must say that shit in a second. Why is there always some guy that brings eggs and tomatoes to a speech? Y'all right hear? <laughs> yeah, eggs and tomatoes to a speech. He said, "Fuck it, machine gun, <laughs> machine gun, uh, umbrella." Fuck it, it is what it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> he chokes in this dude. He's escaped. Hey, uh, and now he's. The little wobbling, <laughs> little wobbling run. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's so, so great. Cool. Oh, the cops are shooting at him. And now. people there. <laughs> Gotham PD is awful. They just shoot at any goddamn thing. And he escapes probably back on the same exact bridge where he got dumped in the first place. Yep, that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. Rubber Ducky always there to save him. Uh-huh. That Rubber Ducky gets a lot of goddamn mileage in this movie. Yes, it does. But it's creepy. We should we should put the Rubber Ducky in the title this week. Mm. The Bat, the Cat, and the Rubber Ducky. That's pretty good. The Bat, the yeah, Cat, and the, and the Rubber, rubber Ducky. ducky. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There you go. These penguins, man. They got legit penguins. But now, like, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's game over now. Ain't no more Mayor Oswald Coppot. It's the penguin again. <laughs> Even, yeah. <laughs> Next one, Oswald. My name's not Oswald. <laughs> Look at all these penguins, man. <laughs> Actually, they, they had to uh, make sure uh, the, that the set was refrigerated for those penguins. All these ones over here with the with that, this one is actually the ones that are actually next to people. Those are like uh, little people in costumes. Well, yeah, because they're less likely to 
like attack the people. <laughs> Give me the lists. Where are my names? <sighs> now we see his real plot. We're going to cut all the firstborn sons of Gotham. Also another Moses parallel. Mm-hmm. We'll take them all out of the soft cribs. The soft beds. And we'll snatch them. Take them down to the sewer. And put them in a deep, dark, watery grave. Yeah. But I love the fat clown here that protests. Yeah. Um, Penguin? I mean, I mean, killing his children. Isn't that a little... Uh, I like how he looks at him like, are you fucking questioning me? Oh. Poor guy. And dead. <laughs> Isn't that a little? No, it's a lot. <laughs> Poor guy. He just didn't want to kill kids. Was that a problem? Yes, apparently with the penguin. That's apparently that's a problem. Now we're back in the back cave. Where Which is creepy <sighs> weird looking. God. A lot of creepy, weird. I love this shit here. We was like, yeah. uh, "Do you want to accept from the odious Matt Shrek?" No, but then as he tears it up, wait a minute, Selena Kyle might be there. Did that motherfucker? I just told her. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at him like, I just told the shit up. Uh, I'll put some tape on it. <laughs> oh yeah, let's, let's go to the party now with the fucking orchestral version of Super Freak. Yep. <laughs> Such a weird song choice. <laughs> Dude, what's wrong with Super Freak? I love Super Freak, but it's a wrong Rick song. James. For this part, it's wrong. <laughs> uh, it, 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 here comes Christopher Walken dressed up like Carmack the fucking Magnificent. <laughs> I, I mean, at the time, Johnny Carson. Uh, Mount Baldy. Mount Baldy. Creepy, what did Mrs. Yulburner do on their wedding night? <laughs> oh, the Mike Tyson one? Fee five, fee five, fee five, foe. Fee five, fee five, fee five, foe. What is my telephone number? <laughs> now we got the party here. We got our first little. With a little hint of the song of the movie, Susie and the Banshees face to face. I like this song, man. I was actually playing it in the car on the way over. <laughs> this might actually be yeah. be the most like done up Michelle Pfeiffer is in the whole movie. Yeah, it is. It, it, it absolutely is. Like this is the most yeah. like her she looks the whole film. Yeah, but you know, like Batman, the soundtracks of Batman movies. Like this one thing that Batman had over more most of the superhero movies. Yeah, I always had like dope ass songs on my soundtrack. Okay, so then let me ask you. Yeah. What super movie ha- what superhero movie has it more? Because I think it is without a doubt, especially the early Batman's. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I totally okay. agree with you. I mean, I, no one's got even close, and they don't even try now. I mean, they just yeah. it's all scores. Even the worst one was uh, uh, R. Kelly with Gotham City. That was the worst <laughs> one because like the city he described in the movie is not Gotham City. Yeah, but it's what he wanted. City of justice, city of love. City of peace for every one of us. We all need a chance. Can't live without it. Gotham City. Like, city of justice, city of love. Have you fucking been to Gotham City? It's, most it's corrupt, a cesspool. It's a disgusting, most corrupt city in goddamn, in probably in the world. Like, oh. And it breeds all these different types of fucking supervillains. Mm-hmm. Mentally unstable supervillains in particular. 
Also known as Newark, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Gotham's based on, is Newark. Yeah, New Newark, Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, like, and, and actually in uh, the more recent ones, like Man of Steel ones, is basically New Jersey, whereas in the Nolan ones, it's Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, now we got oh, the Derringer. The gun, yeah. They show a gun to a, a guy whose parents were killed by guns. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's basically like, you um, as we were talking, they were sitting there, sitting there dancing. She's like explaining her motivation for him. Like, you know, she wants to kill Max Shrek because she thinks he's a plight. And you know, this is one of those moments where yeah. it's better to have a gun and not need it than to yeah. need a gun. And now you're Bruce Wayne being held hostage by a psychotic Catwoman. Yeah. So yeah, they kiss <laughs> now, and he's really into her, despite the fact she's clearly mentally unstable. Well, this goes to, was that, that old, like, Matrix people used to show where it was, like, the wait, hot, crazy access? Yeah, wait, here comes the callback. You know, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it, but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. And that's when he's like, oh, this oh, crazy chick no. I'm into. This is the same chick oh, from before. Oh, no, it's her. Like, oh, it, and she, now she's crying. She's like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, uh-oh, I shouldn't have said that. Wait, you're... I like she says, like, so does this mean we start fighting? <laughs> That's a big line, actually. <laughs> I was super into you before yeah. I realized and you're bad, man. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get out of here. We need to talk. <laughs> and we're going to leave in a convenient time. Boom! <laughs> well, you need a good timing. Yeah. And here goes the rubber ducky again. That goddamn rubber ducky. I love Who's, that rubber ducky. I love the rubber ducky, too. Yeah. I'd actually, I'd kind of like to get one for, for my own personal use. Yeah, Bruce and Selena lose track of each other as the penguin makes his big entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, they got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge, <laughs> giant dude, <laughs> giant weird ass son. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Hello, <laughs> Dad. You didn't invite me, so I crashed. <laughs> Damn rubber ducky, bro. <laughs> I want Shrek, man. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's nice to explain this plot. Yeah, yeah, they're going for your children, uh, for your firstborn sons. And now I'm here for the first. Yeah, he's here for the uh, Shrek's kid, Chip. Oh, yeah, because that's yeah. the firstborn son. The, the first firstborn son, Chip Shrek. Mm-hmm. And actually, this is the one few moments in the movie where it actually shows that Max Shrek actually has a little bit of a. I like yeah. yeah, the knife in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, Max Shrek has a little bit of noble. It's like, hey, uh, I don't want you to kill my son. Like, Take me instead. Maybe, maybe we could talk this out. Like, like yeah, don't kill. Like, yeah, he's like, hey, man, that's buckshot too. That just came out of there. Exactly. Like, come on, t- no, don't kill my son. Oh, yeah, he was like convincing him, like it's me you want to see with my eyes immersed in you know sewage and shit. And he, he's thinking about like. I love how he's got his armored assault penguins with him. <laughs> oh yeah, with, oh yeah, with the uh, the laser guiding shits and fucking uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just chill it. I would love to have some armored assault penguins. They just chill it. Look at them. <laughs> of course, they, you know they got some shit from the ASPCA. Oh, I'm and sure. Shit like that, you know, like uh, putting uh, costumes on penguins. penguins. Yeah, most they're uh, fine. They're animatronic. These, all these ones here are animatronic. I don't know. That one didn't seem... Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, they're animatronic. Dude. I thought the little ones might have been real. Ugh. They're great. Yeah, they are fucking fantastic. It's, it's, Stan, it's Stan Winston. I, I, I forgot to mention that. Stan Winston is the one that did the, that's, that's why. the makeup effects in this movie. 
the penguins and the, the whole look of the penguin himself. Yes, yeah, Stan Winston. Yeah. Speaking of which, like I said, I'd say Terminator Two. Also, Stan Winston. There's some there's some great great journeymen when it comes to special effects, special effects makeup, things like that. That just yeah. they don't get nearly the credit they deserve. Yeah, but they're the big ones, you know, Rick Baker, Stan yeah. Winston, Rob Boutine, uh, the West the Westmore family. Um, but then, like going to special, actual special effects and shit, you get you get people like well, even like people like Chris Wayless who did Gremlins and The Fly yeah. and uh, stuff of that nature. And like, like I said, the Westmores did uh, Star Trek and the Rocky movies. Yeah, yeah. So those all those are great makeup. Which I mean, especially with the Rocky movies, it's it's not even that this insane little, to makeup. Yeah, this little ass train is not going to get all of the children of Gotham. It's like hundreds of thousands of kids. No. They're only going after the rich folks, yeah. firstborns. Pack them and stack them, I guess. So, I mean, they're literally, they're probably looking for, if you're talking about, like, the top one percenters, firstborn sons, yeah. right? Because that's what he said specifically. Not firstborn kids yeah. in general, just firstborn sons. Yeah, but this plot's over now. Here comes the bat. I mean, maybe he's going to get, like, 500 or 1,000. Yeah. He can I fit those in that stack. That's a good shot, though, with the shadow and then yeah. Batman just reaching down and taking Pulling them out. <laughs> he's just in there, like, what the fucking little toy thing? Yeah. I'm going to lure him in with this toy thing, and then you can enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> and now here comes the sad monkey to say, hey, my, my, oh my God, the sad, away. The sad monkey. <laughs> they stole my man. So here's my here's your uh, little piece of a Batman, notarized Batman stationery. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Penguin, the children regret they are not able to attend Batman. Batman. <laughs> 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 yeah. He, he, uh, Close up into his mouth. Into a fade to black, which is no, no, into a patent speech. Well, it was a fade to black. Now it's the patent speech. Yeah. (laughs) Urging his penguins, (laughs) urging his penguin army. I mean, it legit is a straight homage to Batman. Oh man! If you've never seen it, you can watch just the opening to it, and this is it right here. Yeah, talking about uh, the sexes are equal with their erogenous zones being blown sky high <laughs> forward march <laughs> this is the best march of the penguins yeah. ever yes it for is for sure <laughs> yeah the Gotham the revolution has begun this I, I will say the, the whole film mm-hmm. this is the only part where his his fat suit doesn't hold up too well. It's too soft. Yeah. There's a couple times he swings his arms into it. Yeah, you see, and, like, it is, and it's it's straight up just cotton. You can see he's like padding and shit. Yeah, man. you can see it bending like a pillow under there. Yeah. <laughs> the urging of the penguins. Man, that is. You know, all those penguins with fucking rocket strapped. <laughs> They're fantastic. I want to salt penguins. Like, oh uh, fucking what's this shit? Awesome powers late. Uh, Sharks with laser beams attached to their heads. <laughs> and their freaking heads. Yeah. I, I only ask for one thing, okay? And that's to have sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. I believe every creature deserves a one meal. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, I I love how Alfred's in there, the video mixer. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, we got the, uh, the, the bat ski boat. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. This is the first appearance of a bat boat of any kind in the Batman movies. Uh, we see it again. Uh, we'll see a version of it in the next movie, Batman Forever. It's like a straight up bat, like speedboat. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, it's a bad speed bump. I'm just loving the penguin. <laughs> oh, yeah, the penguins that, as they march on Gotham Square. The Red Square. Triangle Circus is gone. It's just these creepy <laughs> little assault penguins. And this weird poodle lady with the monotonous countdown. Yeah. They converge on Gotham Square in 20 seconds. <laughs> so apparently the bird army was a combination of CGI, robotic creatures, men in suits, and real penguins. Uh, like The robot suits themselves were commissioned by Stan Winston. They actually got 30 African penguins and uh, 12 king penguins were actually used. And uh, like... It's, yeah, all, yeah, just all this, cut around them yeah, a bunch of times. All the stuff in terms of like uh, we saw with uh, the Arctic world, whatever, that was a miniature. Yeah. Especially the first shot. But yeah, all, yeah, converging on Gotham Square. Well, I mean, there's no way they could have as many as they try to make it look with the, with the editing because it's just expensive as hell to work with animals. Yeah, they had to... Because yeah, well, you have to have the Wrangler yeah. or Wranglers in this case because there's so many of them. And then you have to have the, the representative from the Humane Society sitting there making sure that the animals yeah. are safe. Yeah, actually, speaking of that, the animal groups actually protested the movie when they found out that rockets, uh, the penguins going to have rockets on their backs. Uh, they so, weren't real rockets. I know, I know, I know still. <laughs> But uh, there's a dude named uh, Richard Hill. He was like the curator of the penguins. He made it. He was very helpful to them, make sure the penguins were comfortable. When they actually flew over on a plane, the plane was refrigerated down to 45 degrees, and they were each given a refrigerated trailer, their own swimming pool, half a ton of ice a day, and they had fresh fish straight from the docks. So yeah, my in, when, I, when I did my thesis yeah. film, I made two of the biggest mistakes they always tell you not to make. Yeah. We worked with kids and animals. We'll talk about working with kids some other time, but I'll talk about specifically just working with animals. Yeah. We, I, I can't even tell you how many, it was nearly 10 grand is what we spent. This is for a little 20 minute film. We only shot for three or four days with the animals, yeah. just chickens, because we had to pay to have somebody stand there who mm-hmm. was the animal wrangler, and there's just a couple of chickens. Nothing happened to the chickens. The chickens were just in the movie. Yeah. And then we had to pay to have a representative from the Humane Society on site watching the animals to make sure that they weren't at any point in time even uncomfortable, let alone hurt. Right. Like, it's an insane amount of money that you have to spend. So when you're doing that with just, literally, I think we had like four chickens on set. Right. It was nothing. Yeah. I can't imagine 30 penguins, a big blockbuster film, they probably had two or three people who were just sitting there watching the whole time to make sure, okay, is this penguin feeling comfortable? You know what? That penguin doesn't seem like he likes a rocket. Let's put him out. Mm-hmm. Well, that ro- okay, that one seems okay. We'll yeah. just get them. Okay, you know what? They've been going too much. Let's put them on break. Yeah, like, when, it's insane. Yeah, whenever they... Uh, keep in mind, this is in L.A., so it's like 100-plus degree weather outside, so they would refrigerate the set. The set, set yeah. That's the set is set down to 35 degrees. Which, for me, actually would have been, been nice because I always feel like it's too hot on set with all the lights. Apparently, they... Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer didn't like it because the fact she was only clad in like the fucking cat. Yeah, that's got to suck for her. Yeah, because which she's which she's actually coming up in the scene coming up here, and they can hear the bat ski boat coming. And now he's like fucking like all these people decided to abandon him. Yeah, the rubber ducky, dude. The rubber ducky uh, is on everything, like and all his people are leaving him like fucking. Cirque du Soleil performers are peacing out. Even the goddamn even the poodle lady said fuck you. Uh, like, mm, uh, here we go, rubber ducky. <laughs> when in doubt, rubber ducky. When in doubt, ducky out. Damn, man. <laughs> this, he gets a lot of mileage out of this goddamn rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> the rubber ducky is an all-terrain vehicle. <laughs> oh, dude, it's killer, man. It's and, an all-terrain vehicle. And Batman vehicle. detects the rubber ducky going forward. So, you know what? I'm going to intercept the rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> 
I never thought that was a sentence I'm actually say out loud. <laughs> I'm gonna, my ski boat is gonna intercept a rubber ducky, and like, yeah, ah, he killed the rubber ducky. He killed the rubber ducky, and he also left the boat that he's gonna have to try to figure out. How yeah, to oh, yeah. They, they, they never, did, they never did resolve that. Just, he just leaves the boat. It's like ah, it was only twenty five million. I don't need it. Yeah, I got another one. But the penguin ain't. Oh, where's the penguin? <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito's the best. <laughs> You're just mad because I'm a genuine freak and you have to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I love Danny DeVito, man. Dude, absolutely the best. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, some more signal jamming. He's like going, oh, no. He's, he's got a knife. That can penetrate my bat suit for sure. But no, I got this. Guess what? Signal jam. Where are your penguins there, Pingy? <laughs> there they are. <laughs> He's like, my babies! <laughs> Damn, that's why. <laughs> I love the music going with it. Glad <laughs> <laughs> it work. Oh, come on. You let, you let the penguin get that close to you now? I know, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you now. Turn this off. Not quite, motherfucker. I got you. That's <laughs> a- <laughs> and it releases the bat. Yeah, that re- it releases bats. <laughs> so fucking weird. Yeah. <sighs> so Batman's indirectly responsible for the death of the penguin. Indirectly. I mean, that's kind of his jam. Literally. Actually, funny enough, I was gonna bring this up. Like, uh, the only like. Pretty much most of the villains in these movies are indirectly killed by Batman. Well, there was that whole Patton Oswald thing, remember, with Batman? Yeah. That, that get down where, like, Batman's like, oh, no, no, I just, I, you know, I just broke his cranium, but he'll be fine. No. Well, he'll wake up in a little bit. Or, like, the, shoots the guy. Like, no, no, with the Joker, fine. the whole thing with the fucking uh, grappling hook uh, hooked onto the gargoyle. Yeah. Yeah. It was just meant to stop him, but, of course, he took it with him and killed him. Yeah. This one, he uh, has the bats. And the fucking, uh, make some plunge to his death or whatever. And the fat clown's still down there. With the gun. Yeah. And then Two-Face and uh, B- Batman Forever with the coins. He tosses the coins. Like, as he's mm. tossing his coin, he tosses the coins in the air and causes him to lose balance. So Batman indirectly kills most of the villains here. And now we got Catwoman back. <laughs> That's how costume got fucked up, bro. Yeah. Well, she only had one night of crazy sewing. Yeah. Not two. Money. Jewels. A very big ball of string. Come on, <laughs> All these weird-ass cat puns. Yeah. I want blood. I, I get it. It's the office. No, I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Batman, uh, fucking repelling line and shit. A little, little zip line? Yeah, the zip line shit. That's, this, yeah, this is another goddamn trailer shot with the zip line of Batman. This shit here. Yeah. That's a trailer moment right there. I remember seeing that shit a lot. <laughs> you know, just save your life. You save like, shut up, you're going to jail. <laughs> just pushes Christopher Walken out of the way. And now we got a little confrontation here. Mm-hmm. Fucking flirt and fight. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. Flirt and fight. Yeah. Like, I got to kill him. He tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah, he tried to kill me. It didn't work. And now we're going to see, like, more of the lives start going away. But yeah, he. This shit here is weird because like he's right. Max Shrek is right there watching them. 
once of my race. You know what's great is the way the way that she's playing with the whip right now. It's yeah. like a cat's tail. Yeah. And I like like I like I'm just looking at the bad suit. Like his neck looks like a goddamn panther, bro. Look at yeah, it's is. thick. Jeez. What a saying. It's like an MMA fighter. We're the same. Split right down the center. <laughs> man, okay, man, look at this scene. Like, you see the eye wake up. Yeah. And where'd it go? <laughs> and he takes off the mask like goddamn fucking Swiss cheese. It's supposed to be bulletproof. I know. But he just rips it, it off. rips it off. And yeah, just reveals his identity to both her and God. Well, she knew who she was already. Yeah. But, but revealing his identity to goddamn Max Shrek. Yeah, Batman would not do that. And she like has that little moment like, we should go off forever, never like in a fairy tale. <laughs> but in reality, she kicks back in. She just slashes the shit out of him. Get out of here. You're not going Yeah. So, you know. Oh, now you, now you see it's her. Mm-hmm. Despite those distinctive ass goddamn lips, I <laughs> know, and eyes, and eyes, and the giant freaking mask that she was wearing, that and just a general head shape. Like, how do you not notice her? Was oh, all the bad okay. guys. One thing he, I his got head, is, his head is exposed. You shoot the suit. Well, and one thing. Well, look, he's not a good shot. Number one, so you shoot for the bigger thing. Number two, I'm more. <laughs> Upset about the fact that a revolver was submerged <laughs> for that. that long. <laughs> the revolver okay, was submerged for that long, yeah. and apparently the powder, everything, still works just fine. Yeah, he, he's taking moisture, so he's like taking a life. Four, five, still alive. Six, seven. All good girls go to heaven and nice out of bullets. <laughs> Two lives left. I like this line. I think I'll save one for next Christmas. But in the meantime, <laughs> with the electrical shit. Yeah, this is weird how it doesn't affect her. Oh, a kiss. Santa Claus. Yeah, this is weird how it does. It, it destroys him, but doesn't affect her. Well, yeah, this is her last life. She's got one left. She's got one left after this, yeah. Yeah. And fries his ass. He's <laughs> just like, what's going on? <laughs> Should I have not ripped my rubber mask off? No, you shouldn't have. Oh, okay. Too late now, don't I? I'm sorry. Is people going to see me when I'm trying to go back? Is this conspicuous? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can just flip my, flip my, uh, my Oh, yeah, this shit right? here. You know, when the penguin comes out. Uh, <laughs> Ew, that green that shit. green stuff, yeah. The green shit coming out of his pores. Which is weird because he has like, you can see blood, red blood there, but the green shit is coming out of his mouth. There's yeah. red blood on his face too. So what is that green shit? It's green food coloring. Like bile? <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess. Oh Although bile's usually like yellow. Oh God. Uh, he's been in sewers for years, so his bile is turning green. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Try to look for her and find... Fried ass Max Shredder. Just like old boy in the first ba- uh, Batman with the fucking buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to get one last little shot in on He picks the wrong goddamn umbrella. <laughs> this is a great. Yeah, it's a trailer shot too. Michael Keaton looking back. 
Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh shit, I picked the wrong one. <laughs> 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 DeVito, man. Dude, Danny DeVito is he's just one of the greatest <laughs> character actors ever. Yeah, I think I need a drink. <laughs> Bob Penguin. And Penguin's dead. Yeah. And the funeral of the Penguin. <laughs> yeah, this is this is when it gets a little bit. All little people in suits. All little people in suits with the penguins in the penguins. All little people in suits. Apparently, penguins do something similar to this in real life. Well, yeah, but, but for other penguins. Yeah, for other penguins. Yeah, for other penguins. Yeah, but like <laughs> not for Danny DeVito. <laughs> so it's like so these penguins are like pallbearers. God, this is such a weird scene. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, little <laughs> <laughs> people in penguins. Oh man, but yeah, they gotta give him his funeral, man. Ugh. So gross. <laughs> penguin suits aren't half bad. They are great, Stan Winston, man. Yeah. So articulated too. Look at that. And I buy penguin. The nasty ass drops off into the river. The shit's the. Oh, that's great. That's a killer, killer shot. (laughs) But this right here, this is like classic Tim Burton too, because because there's a Mm -hmm. there's that similar moment Mm -hmm. um, in uh, what was it Uh, Beetlejuice? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I know what you're talking about. At, at the end, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, when, when those, when, yeah, it's super, super creepy. Yeah, and then I freaking was gonna say, uh, goddamn, uh, let me see. Oh yeah, uh, apparently penguins' age is the same age as Jesus when he died. He's thirty-three. <laughs> oh, we get our first, we get a glimpse of Catwoman. Who's that? She's still around. Is she still around? Stuck. He's still obsessed with her. Oh yeah. Yeah, Batman. This whole movie is clearly obsessed with Selena Kyle. Damn. <sighs> yeah. She is hot. I'm she can hang with him. Yeah, she definitely. Yeah, and exactly. She can fight like him, and she's just as weird as him. Yeah, sees nothing. Just sees a little black cat. Yeah. yeah I think it's the same alley where she likes. Yeah, it's the same alley where she saved a girl. Yep. Well, of course. And yeah. chastised her for being saved. But but yeah. at least at least it wasn't the Monarch Theater. I mean, yeah. that's the best thing about this film. We never went back to the Monarch. Yeah, freaking all we did was like all of. Three blocks of Gotham. Although, again, when you look at it... Yeah, it's like all three blocks of Gotham. Well, again, this film, it's just a different, like, four blocks. Mm. I, I do love the... Uh, I will say I do love the goddamn uh, Selena Kyle theme they play on the roof. They yeah. They have the... That shit is fire. He's like, oh. Danny Elfman. Yeah, for real, bro. Young Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman's recent shit, not so much. Yeah, his earlier stuff was, oh, was way better. Some of the best. Yeah. Oh, I love it here with the bells. Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas, Alfie. Why do we keep making Christmas movies, sir? Goodwill toward men and women. Oh, now we got a shot that was done post production coming up here. Mm-hmm. The final shot of the movie. So they had already shot this scene. Now we go up, you know, to the scenes of Gotham again where everybody hangs out apparently. Yep. Everybody hangs out. Not a lot of people hang out the scenes of Gotham. And 
so cool. Mm-hmm. Bad signal. There's always Catwoman lives, and that's not Michelle Pfeiffer. That's a stun double. Well, yeah, she costs a lot to bring back yeah. for even today. Yeah. yeah, and then apparently uh, they they have uh, animatics where they show it uh, as a dummy, <laughs> but they actually got decided to go with a stun one. So cool. Yeah. Just just sort of indicate to people that there's gonna Catwoman's gonna be back in future installments of Batman, which she never did. Uh, no, that's not true. It was all the way to the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, of this series of Batman. Well, part of the problem was they got rid of Tim. True. Or couldn't keep him, rather, is probably the better way yeah. to put it. Yeah. They would have hung on to him if they could. Yeah. I made my social misfit movie. You didn't like it. Fuck you. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and break down the box office of um, Batman Returns to kind of wrap this up. Uh, Batman Returns was released on June 19, 1992. Earned $45.69 million dollars. Uh, this opening weekend. It was the highest opening weekend of 1992 and the highest uh, opening weekend of all time at that point. Uh, it also was it set an opening record in the UK as well. Uh, went on to gross $162 million in North America and 120 in foreign markets, making the total uh, $282.8 million for the entire run of Batman Returns. It was the third highest grossing movie in 1992 and the sixth highest in terms of worldwide totals. It beat a Few Good Men, Sister Act, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Wayne's World. But it was beaten by, in this order, Lethal Weapon 3, Basic Instinct, Home Alone 2, The Bodyguard, and Aladdin, which was the number one movie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in terms of this legacy, now, uh, we talked about the dark tones of the movie. is so much darker than the first one. And, of course, they got a lot of complaints from parents and people like that. And, uh, well, the, the, the yeah. sexual nature of things, I think, is probably what hit a little more for the parents. But I mm-hmm. do think among especially fans, yeah. there's nothing that can be argued about forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah. Because th- those were seen as two for a lot of people that they felt it kind of tanked the franchise until Nolan came in and revived mm-hmm. it with the Dark Knight series. Exactly. And uh, also, uh, the MPAA actually wanted to give this movie an R rating. But uh, they toned it down a little bit and... Uh, it would have been the first Batman movie to have a uh, you know non PG thirteen rating. Uh, was this, this one PG or PG thirteen? PG thirteen. Okay, I couldn't remember for sure. Yeah, uh, this movie was actually one of the last great Hollywood movies to be done the old fashioned way with indoor sets and miniatures and old vintages of old old school Hollywood uh, filmmaking. This is one of the last ones. A lot but, of matte painting, things yeah, like that. Exactly. But this is one of the first ones. This is actually the very first movie to be shot in Dolby Digital. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, also, this is the first li- of a live-action Batman movies to have computer-generated effects. Of course, like the shield on the Batmobile and the fucking boomerang, the batarang, and all the bats and shit. Uh, so, uh, basically, Warner Brothers had to constantly submit new Catwoman posters in various cities, like, i tell you, bus stops, because mm-hmm. people kept stealing them. And it got so bad that police officers actually, actually, actually had to patrol bus stops in order to catch perpetrators from breaking the plexiglass containers to get them and shit. Uh, also, this is the only sequel of... Yeah, this is the only Tim Burton sequel. Yeah, this, he did, it's the only sequel he's ever done in anything. Exactly. Although, uh, technically, wait, didn't he... he did, it was a remake of Frank and Weenie, because Frank and Weenie was, was a short, and then yeah, he did that feature it was, version. It was a remake, yeah. So that doesn't necessarily count. That's the closest I'm aware of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Michael Keaton actually says he prefer, And both Keaton and um, Tim Burton actually prefer this movie to the first one. Keaton says specifically, yeah. it spoke to me more, and he enjoyed filming it more because of the fact the suit was better. He actually had a zipper in the suit. 
I mean, I yeah. love I love the Jack Nicholson yeah. Joker in the first one. Yeah. And we've we went over to nauseum. Go back and watch ba- or listen to Batman Goes to the Monarch Theater if you want to hear yeah. our discussion of it. But this one definitely definitely was plowing new territory for comic book movies in general. Exactly. Uh, many fans, of course, regard Michelle Pfeiffer's version of Catwoman here as like one of the best ever, if not the best portrayal of a character ever. Uh, actually, on the uh, Michael Keaton recently appeared on the What uh, WTF podcast with Mark Maron, mm-hmm. and he stated he has actually never watched a completed movie like more than once. Hmm. He actually went on to say he only took this part because he needed money for a freaking uh, real estate deal. Hmm. Uh, Paul Rubens, who in the, in the beginning of the movie played uh, Penguin's dad, actually played Penguin's dad again on Gotham. Well, I mean, yeah. he needed the money, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I know he needed the money. But yeah, just the, there's that little thing of continuity yeah, there. for sure. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, Christopher Walken and Michelle Pfeiffer will appear again later in the remake of Hairspray. Mm-hmm. And also, both Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Michael Keaton are now part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, they are. Michael Keaton is uh, the Vulture in Spider-Man, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, they're still making superhero movies. And it's still getting paid. Paid very good money now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, that's pretty much the whole get-down of uh, Batman Returns, man. Like I said, I, I, I remember... When this movie came out when I was a little kid, like, I remember the hoopla of it. I want this is one of the movies where I actually was begging my parents to let me go see it. They just wanted to let me do it because they were cheap. I know I had time. to watch it later. They were cheap. Uh, oh, I, see, I, mine mine was is because they were concerned about things they've been hearing about what may or may not be contained in it in terms of violence and sex and all that. Because in '92, mm-hmm. yeah, what am I? I'm like six years old, seven years old. Yeah, but my parents didn't give a fuck about what I watched. They just didn't <laughs> want to spend money on me going to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> there's that too yeah it's like I, I would beg my mom because me and my mom would go to the movies and she's like come on let's go watch Batman like, I don't want to watch that no, you don't need to be watching that okay. yeah yeah that, like she you know she was concerned she wasn't concerned about the content she was concerned about the price <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah I, also like uh, one thing that's mentioned on the Kevin Smith podcast is like, it's like there was a happy meal attached to this movie yeah <laughs> Which is pretty fucked up. Yeah, and it was like the penguin, uh, the penguin like this. Also, it was going to influence uh, Batman, uh, the animated series too, because I think Batman the animated series came out shortly after this, yeah. or around the same time. Because in fact, that version of Catwoman, uh, that look, the look that they have of Catwoman in that movie, yeah, she looks like on uh, animated series, she looks exactly like Michelle Pfeiffer with the blonde hair and everything. You know and, what? To to yeah. to probably help our uh, maybe our younger. Listeners kind of know where, where this is coming from. That'd be uh, like a Happy Meal being attached to Deadpool in terms uh, of like what it meant culturally at the time. Like it was yeah. like, sure, it's a comic book, but like, it's a very, damn, like that's a kind of adult. Dark, it's, for, very it's very dark, adult for kids. It's a very dark adult comic book yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then they would tone it way down for Batman Forever, it which all, we'll yeah. do at some point. <laughs> that was just going to be us talking shit for a long time. You want to do that next? I'll, let, I'll leave it up to you, man. I, you know me. I'll watch Batman all day and night. Forever? <laughs> forever. All right. Hey. It's going to be Batman forever. You heard it here. We played We played into each other. <laughs> hey. 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 Then. Forever. And ever. And, and ever. ever. And ever. <laughs> forever. What's that shit? Forever and ever. It's from, it's from uh, uh, Sandlot. Yeah. Forever. He said until... Forever and ever. Forever. Yeah, that's it. Forever. Until forever.
god. Oh shit. Yeah, we're we're geeks. You got it, people. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, that has been dropping that culture for J O J D and AJ for this week. Uh, like I said, we're coming back next week when. We, we're, we're on the road here. Let's go with forever. So we're going for Batman forever next week, man. All right. Uh, so until <laughs> next time, again, this is Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. And I'm AJ. Catch you later. Peace. Dropping That Culture. 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 Dropping that culture.